Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. You got them all hot! Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Mrs. Pagan would be very disappointed to find out how your professional life went. She's like, yeah, he works with this idiot named T-Bone, and I don't know. Plays what, fart noises on what are the they, radio. What are they doing? For thousands of people. <laughs> like, he never learned. He's still just hanging out with the idiots. How'd that happen? Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we got a big program today. Big, huge. It's a uh, industrial strength sized program. There's a lot of stuff I want to get to today. Yeah, um, some of it's off the wall. Good. That's it. That's all I have to say. Okay. I like I like off the wall. On campus is coming up at four forty eight. I think Leanne is back today, so. We can ask how her time oh, off was. Yeah, I'd like to find out how she's doing. Well, I don't, I don't, I haven't talked to her, so I don't want to be like, "Hey, how was your vacation?" And you're like, "Actually, my father died." Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah so I, I don't that. know what happened. That's so, a that's a little thing that happens around here sometimes. Uh, I've learned this over the years, and this is, you know, people like Paul Keels. He's a very important guy. He's he's known by a lot of people, and and obviously. He's a little older than you and I, so he also knows a lot of people who are a little older than you and I. or Oh, yes. Or even older than him. And so he often, you know, will come in here and be in like a suit. When around here, no one wears suits. We work in radio. Right. That's we're, one of the benefits of the job. We're adult juveniles. And yet every time he wears a suit, I've learned this over the years because this goes back to the first days I worked here and I'd see Paul in a suit and I heard someone ask him, like, oh, hey, wearing a suit today. You got a, what's going on? Got a big dinner or something you're going to? And he's like, no, someone died. You know, oh, and you're like, no. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, all right. Fair enough. And so I learned now, whenever I see Paul wearing a suit, I just say, hey, Paul, how you doing? I don't, I don't, because I don't want to like, you know, bring up the, the person who just died. I mean, that's, that's rough. And he gets stoned. <laughs> you don't want to do that. But especially, I but I see it sometimes. Younger members here just you know just start working here. Like, oh, Paul Keel's wearing a suit. Got a job interview. <laughs> and he's like, actually, someone I really care well, about. You know, is dead. one day I'm going to walk in here with a suit. I'm not going to ask you a damn and question. You're going to say, well, no, no, I'm not going to say anything. No, I'm going to assume you went to a, a death. Is what I'm going to assume. Well, a funeral happened. Paul didn't come in. Then you realize it was Paul's funeral that I went to with my suit on. That'd be about right. Paul wouldn't have a funeral with a suit. Paul's going to be in the casket wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. I, That's I, what Paul should be wearing. I think it will be Hawaiian shirt funeral when that day comes. And hopefully not for a very, very long time. But I would like this. I would like to put it out there now. Whenever mine is, if anybody is still here listening, when that happens, probably in a year or two, uh, casual, casual funeral is what I'm going to oh, say. I've, I don't want one. Oh, you don't want a I've, funeral I've at all? I told Kristen, I don't want, I will haunt her. <laughs> If she makes people take time out of their day and say fake nice things about me, 
Because no one has anything nice to say about me. And if they do, it's a lie. I don't want any funeral. But you know what? I, I want would, you to put me right in the oven. Listen. Throw would, the ashes wherever you want. I would lie on your behalf is what I'm saying. I don't want you to lie. Yeah, I have nothing nice to no, say, but I anything, would at least lie on your I behalf. I want a gathering where everybody tells the truth. And it's all stories about how I'm an a-hole. That's the kind of funeral I want. Here lies Mark Riccardi. He was very difficult to work with and his penis was incredibly small. Yes. That's what you want? That's what I want. Okay. It almost inverted. Because then at least it would be like a therapy session for all the people still alive. And then people, you can all talk about how you're glad I'm dead. People walk up and they like unzip and they're just like, oh yeah, it is small. What do you know? There it is. Like you just pick apart the body. Like look at these And then toes. I'm trying to mouth in the in the casket. <laughs> I'm dead. What do you expect? <laughs> There's a viewing window, wait, but not for wait your till I'm excited. <laughs> Check this out. Check out the wool pants on this guy. You're just Winnie the Pooh in there, just shirt on, waist off. Speaking of uh, the anatomy, yeah, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about today. Because you were telling me right before we came on the air about a guy that you know that had plantar fascia oh, yeah, yeah, stretching yeah. surgery. Yeah, a buddy of mine was talking to me yesterday about some sports injuries that he'd had, and I, you know, I, my Achilles has been bugging me, so I've been doing some stuff. And then I, he said, "Oh yeah, I, I had a plantar fascia thing." And then he explained that what his, mine is like, do some stretches. That's all I have. Yeah. His was, uh, cut your foot open, bottom of your foot, stretch out the plantar fascia, fascia, whatever, stretch that thing out, then stitch it up, then go to the back of your leg, stretch more of that out, stitch that all up, then boot for like, I don't know, six months and you can't move your foot. And then he's like, yeah, so, so that's all better now. That's way more serious than what I got going on. That's what I have is nothing but compared the, to that. But the act of doing that, that oh, we have the that we surgery. Have, yeah. That we have people on this earth that will open up somebody's foot or chest cavity or brain or whatever and not instantly vomit all over the patient. Now, I know you're saying, well, we've been trained. Of course you have. And I'm glad that you exist, by the way. But I hope all the surgeons acknowledge out there. You are just one childhood traumatic incident away from cutting somebody up and getting a boner i'm telling you there is a there's small difference between somebody who can cut open a foot stretch a tendon and say that's interesting and someone who could do the same thing and then have a stiffy there is a very small line between those two people. I will. Uh, can I say small but important? Yes, line? very important. important and line. I'm glad that we have you. I know we have lots of surgeons who listen because you contact me. You tell me that you love the fart noises, even though you can cut people open. And I appreciate you. But I just want you to know that you're weird. But it's the good kind of weird. Well, right. I mean, okay. Let, let's 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 unpack this a little bit. Someone who is incredibly intelligent and knows how to do very complex procedures like in general right like if you're a if i know people don't really look at this profession very highly but i do if you're an auto mechanic that takes an incredible amount of brains if you're a good of one of course you have to know how to disassemble and reassemble an engine and and diagnose it properly all that stuff right that's tough to do but most people don't get nauseated at the side of an engine block you know they just go wow that looks complicated and move on so the surgeon has both the complexities to deal with of, ooh, this is not the way it's supposed to be. We must put it right. You have to have the little dexterity to actually make these precision cuts and sutures and everything. Oh, and then you have to, right, have the intestinal fortitude not to vomit all over everything when you see all that gross 
And that's the part where I think we should acknowledge that that's just a weird set of skills to have mm-hmm. all together. Some people can like see blood and guts and gore and all that. And it doesn't phase them at all, but they're dumb as a box of rocks and they could never cut somebody open and put it back together. Right. So there's, I'm saying you're, you're incredibly intelligent, but you're also like somehow not able to vomit at things. And those are just two weird things to pair up with each other. So you're right. What if they weren't, uh, and, 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 oh, you're nice. You don't want to kill everyone, right? That's, that's where you get into trouble is then you become serial killer guy where you're like, yes, I, I don't vomit. I know how to cut these people open and uh, I don't care if they live or die. That's that's then the next level where you become right. a serial killer. Right. But still, you cut somebody open. Maybe it's success. Maybe it's not. And then you go home and have dinner with your family. Like, hey, honey, we're having roast beef tonight. Sounds good to me. If if a surgeon told me, yeah, I'm vegan, I'd be like, I get that. Absolutely. Because, I mean, if you sit down and you're Cutting like... Cutting tendons all day and you got a piece of beef right on well, the plate. Well, if you're like a surgeon who really loves steak, and then one day you're just like, yeah, so anyway, Bill, like I was saying, oh, this is surgery. I forgot. I thought it was at lunch. I'm hungry. <laughs> you know, like you just forget for a second because it's the same kind of motion. And then all of a sudden you're like, uh-oh, not at Ruth's Chris. I don't think this is Ruth. I hope it's not the same Chris is type on the- of motion as you're cutting a steak. <laughs> well, yeah. You use it like a scalpel, a very precise instrument. I don't know. Maybe your steakhouse has really sharp knives. Right, I'm I just saying, know. if you're sawing someone's Achilles, I'm guessing you're doing it wrong. I mean, they have bone saws, do they well, not? I guess so. I don't know how I you do so. it. Again, not a surgeon. For many, I, I lack all of it smarts, and the ability not to vomit on someone when you see gross. Mm -hmm. Uh, U.S. men's national team and U.S. women's national team will be paid equally. U.S. soccer announcing they have reached a new agreement with the CBA for both teams. Um, I I never understood why this is such a hot-button issue. I don't either, man. To me, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, this well, is this is not someone's principal job either. They're representing their country. They, all these people have other day jobs where they go and earn the bulk of their living or endorsements, whatever. Sure. Uh, here, let me ask this question uh, for the U.S. soccer people, the people who run U.S. soccer. Do do they want to have the best men's team in the world and the best women's team in the world? The answer is yes. Right. I do, hope so. I mean, yeah. Now, that takes a lot of money to develop the youth levels and all those other things, but when you get the opportunity to go and play for your national team, right, you're you're saying we are committed to making sure that we have the best program we can on the men's side and the women's side. The women's side's been far more successful at that than the men have, by the way. But I don't understand why that's a big deal for people to say U.S. soccer values being good at soccer for everyone, men and women, so when you get to the top level, whether you're a male or female, we're going to pay you this certain amount, which is a huge amount of money for you. I mean, some of these guys, it's nothing, right? Some people make millions of dollars playing soccer. Some, it's actually a pretty good chunk of change. But either way, why not just keep it all equal in the sense that you're, you've reached the highest level available to you in your gender. So go ahead and here's the amount we pay for that. It's like 10 grand in appearance or 12 grand in appearance, whatever it is. And then if you win certain things, you get more money. Great. That's not bad at all. I'm, I'm happy that this is being done. Well, and you have, you have both units. The men's team is okay with this. So who are you to say that they shouldn't be okay with it? Right. They've signed off on this too. But I, I've heard the argument like, oh, well, the men, people watch the men more than they watch the women. In the last World Cup, how'd that work out? 
Yeah, how many when people watched the men the in the 2018 World Cup? didn't even make the World Cup, and the women are out there dominating again. Every single sponsorship dollar that went into Team USA soccer four years ago went into that women's team. So, all right, I just love how everybody has that checklist all the time. Would we always have to that? sit there, and we have to say, what's that? No, no, I was going to say, would you do that if... if like the men don't make it, you just no one gets paid anything, and we just don't well, have that's, any that's money what coming I mean. in. Like, so we'll sit there with a checklist and say, "All right, well, this year you made this amount. Who cares? This shouldn't be a for-profit business for USA Soccer. I know no. that that's naive to think that it's not. Now the players should want to make money, get endorsements, all of that. But USA Soccer should be about representing your nation on a large scale." That's no. what it should be about. I, I honestly don't understand why that is a problem for people. If Megan Rapino makes the same amount of money playing soccer in, in her sport as Weston McKinney makes for the men's national team Who playing cares? his sport. Now, when Weston McKinney goes and plays for Juventus, he probably makes more than Megan Rapino does playing for the Seattle team that she plays for in the uh, in WSL. But that's okay. That's that's different, right? That's those soccer leagues have TV contracts, they have salary structures. That's all different. I I can't we can't fix all that at any time, right? I mean, but this is something US soccer controls. They only pay these two teams. And then yes, of course, they have like the you know, U21s and U20s and U18s and all that stuff, but that's all selection to get up to this national team. When you get to the national team level, it's a reward for being that good of a soccer player and they're rewarding you for your time. So that's something that's totally up to these, you know, soccer entities in each country to determine what they want to pay. But in this case, this country, they said we value paying everyone the same. So they are. So if, if some other country doesn't want to do that, they can go do that if they want to. But the U.S. has said we want to take the lead on that. We want to do the right I know, thing. But I've, I've heard some them. people say today, oh, well, the rest of the world doesn't do it like this. Why should America do it like this? But yet every single other issue they the look at it and say, well, who cares what the rest of the world does? We're America. we got to do it our way. <laughs> right. well, which one is it? The U.S. Soccer Federation, as much as I don't like a lot of what they've done, they said, we want to be at the forefront of this, and we good. want to I take the great. lead. So good job. Ohio State handing out some cash today. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find delays on I-71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Traffic is beginning to build. Plan about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson. Looking for a long-term career? Ace Hardware is now hiring. We're recruiting for warehouse positions at our West Jefferson Distribution Center. We offer great paying benefits up to $19.50 per hour. Apply now at acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hi, everybody. John Booth here. Wow. That wasn't that bad. A good wow. little, uh, little jock mouth thing going on. Hey, everybody. It's going to be 72 degrees today. We dry out. Open up the windows tonight. <laughs> yeah, you should you should open up your windows. I say right. go for it. Sounds good. Uh, what did I say? What was I, I going to say? 
coaches and things. Hey, everybody. Hi. Uh, Ohio State handing out some cash today. The Holt man gets a new contract. Ryan Day gets a new contract. Who else? Uh, Kevin McGuff got a new McGuff contract. The crime dog. Women's basketball coach. Uh, let's see. Who else got a new contract today? It was, uh, I want to say, men's lacrosse and men's hockey also got new contracts. So. Who are they? Uh, well, hold on. Uh, one of them, Nick Myers is the lacrosse coach, All and right. Steve Rollick, who is the hockey coach. That's right. Okay. Uh, these do have to be approved by the board. They will vote on those on Thursday, but uh, Ohio State put this on their official website, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say the board is not going to like come in there and be like, absolutely not. How dare you? I think they're going to approve this probably unanimously, and it'll move forward, and these contracts will become effective. So you might want to know what kind of money is everybody getting? That's what I would want to know. Ryan Day is getting a contract extension through 2028. With a salary increase to nine point five million dollars per year, let him live. Yo, that is a lot of money. That puts him currently in the top five in college football. You can guess there may be some uh, updates to other coaches' contracts as well, right? But well, we have that every single year. Yeah, but right now, with this new agreement, according to Adam Rittenberg, I saw this: Nick Saban, Lincoln Riley. Uh, Chip Kelly, Chip, Chip, and Mel Tucker. Chip Kelly's in the top five. Why did I say Chip Kelly? Brian Kelly I was makes say, way. What the I don't know. Hell? I just wanted. I was just stuck on Chip. <laughs> no, Brian, that makes no sense. Brian Kelly at LSU is who I. You met. confused me there I for know. a second. Well, I just wanted to say Chip. All right. Uh, Brian Kelly and Mel Tucker are also in the top five. You'll remember Mel Tucker at Michigan State got a ten-year, ninety-five million dollar deal. That'll work out well. Well, either way, I just. Again, Ohio State is paying Ryan Day a significant amount of money. He signed through 2028. That is that is less than, you know, 10 years. I just want to point that out. So that's, I'm saying that's a huge contract. It still doesn't quite come to the level of total years that you have for Mel Tucker. But yeah, I, I think Ryan Day, it makes sense that he's getting that type of extension. And that's, that's not a surprise. The other one with uh, Chris Holtman that I'm sure a lot of Buckeye fans may have some thoughts on. He's extended now through the 2028 season as well, 27-28 season, uh, and he gets $3.5 million a year, which is, what, that too? $3.5 million per year, which is a half-million-dollar salary increase. So, all right, let's let's point out that the Holt man has done some good things here. He has also had some question marks about, can he get this team to the next level? He has taken them to the level of making the tournament every year, and that's very, very good. But I think it should be noted with all these contracts, I don't think Ohio State's going to look at this next year or two years from now if Chris Holtman has like a 10-win season and say, ah, well, our hands are tied. There's nothing we can do, right? I think these contracts... I sure hope not. I think these contracts are done this way because they know that at some point you have to be able to show recruits we have stability. But if it ever turns to where you say, we don't think this guy's getting the job done, I really don't think they're going to hesitate to make the move if it got that bad, and Holman's not there yet, I don't think. I know some Buckeye fans are ready to run him out of town. I'm not there. But certainly if next year goes off the rails somehow, they should not be scared by this contract. They should still no, do what they have to do. Not. Look, I'm not ready to run him out of town, but don't apologize for expectations. I've always said this about programs like Ohio State, and I know not every single program can operate like this. So if you're Michigan State and you give Mel Tucker all that money, there's a certain element of risk that comes with it because you're not Ohio State. Although... They're doing pretty well for themselves on the media side of things, too. So 
it, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it's a bigger deal than it is for Ohio State. When you're a Buckeye, when you're coaching here, men's basketball, men's football, I don't know why I said men's football, you know what I mean. Yeah. You're on a one-year deal every single year. Now, we know that's not the case. If Ryan Day goes out and struggles this year, the Buckeyes don't win the Big Ten, he's not going to be looking for another job. I'm not saying that. But in terms of buyouts, how much money is left on the contract, none of that should matter. You're Ohio State. Your standards come first. To your point, if Chris Holtman goes out this season and wins 10 games, I'm not talking about in two years. I'm talking about in a few months. Sure. When the basketball season starts and this team is hopeless and they're not competing for anything and it's clear this team is lost, you have to have those conversations now. I don't care what type of extension you sign this offseason. Well, right. I don't, and I don't, I don't think that's going to be a problem for Ohio State. Might be a problem for some other schools, but. Holtman is not there yet, and I don't. I know. I just. I can already. I saw some people posting like, "How? Why do they give him this extension? He he should be. You know, they should be really considering whether or not to bring him back." No, he he's going to be the coach until. I know this sounds naive. Until he isn't like you can't in college football or college basketball, big time recruiting. You cannot have any uncertainty. It has to be. No, I know. This is our guy. And that used to drive me crazy. And I would point that out where this guy doesn't deserve an extension or this guy just got something 12 months ago. And I would get all bent out of shape about that. I understand why it's done, but that does not mean you hold on to something that clearly is not working. Nebraska is the greatest example of this. There is no way that Scott Frost should still be coaching that football team, nope. correct? Nope. They no should, way. should not be. No way. And if that were here, it would never happen. Nebraska fans should be outraged. I don't care how much money is left on his deal. I don't care about that. He should be gone. It's something that every college sports program has to deal with in a way that like small market versus big market baseball teams have to deal with, right? If you are Ohio State, if you are Alabama, not that Alabama's looking to fire Nick Saban, but these schools, Texas, that have such a huge budget for football or for basketball, they they should not be the type of school that would shy away from moving on from a coach if the job's not getting done. Yes, that can go crazy when you're Texas and you've done that multiple times now and it's you know got you kind of looking weird, but they should not, these bigger schools should not be afraid of moving on if if. If the situation is not going well, the contract should not scare them. Smaller schools or schools that are just like also rands in these giant conferences, they do kind of have a little bit more of that small market baseball feel where they go, well, we made this deal. We got to live with this guy for a few more years. Yeah, he sucks, but what are we going to do? We're Purdue or we're whoever. Like that, I'm, I'm just saying like sometimes that does happen. And and I I don't think it's really excusable at those schools either. Nebraska's not a small school, right? They're just not what they once were. But yet they are falling into that same trap of saying, well, we who can't do a lot better than this. We got to ride out the Scott Frost era and see what happens. Maybe he can strike gold and turn it around. If anything, what he's probably going to do is have one good year. You're going to overpay him and then he's going to mm-hmm. suck again. That's the most likely scenario. If anything good happens. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren talks about the upcoming media deals. Speaking of money, details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some delays on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Plan some backups in that area. You'll also find slowdowns on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Audible. This spring, let Audible bring a smile with comedy, sci-fi, thrillers, or whatever you love listening to. From audiobooks to exclusive originals to podcasts, find it all on Audible. Sign up and start free at audible.com. 
and Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. On campus, coming up at 448, all the news and notes you need. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Leanna is back today. I've been told she went to New Orleans. Oh, all right. So we'll discuss her vacation with her coming up later. I wonder what type of... Because uh, there's two ways to experience New Orleans. Okay. There's the... I'm um, there for Commander's Palace and the nice restaurants and... The camaraderie. What is Commander's Palace? I'm yeah, it's not a very old, you know, New Orleans restaurant. Oh, there. okay, gotcha. You know, very good food. Okay, all that. You're saying someone who's going for the fine cuisine? Yeah, sure. You know, you 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 meet you have friends there. You're uh, yeah, I understand. You're this. hanging out with friends, but you know, you're not getting carried away. And then there's the New Orleans, where the entire goal is to every night go back to your hotel reeking of your own piss. Well, Leanna I mean, strikes me as uh, the could, piss girl. <laughs> Could you maybe be in between the two where it's like, I like the idea of picking up a frozen margarita and walking around and sipping on that. Well, no, that's fine. That's that's the first one that I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the first one. And then the second one is... Absolute drunken orgies. Sure. You know, that's all I'm saying. So I'm saying I think you can do some fine dining and some strolling of the, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. of the drinky lanes where you walk and... Drinky lanes. I want to get... (laughs) I want to get one of those, uh, the parades that you can hire. Are you aware of that? Yeah, you can just have a parade at yeah, any time. You can hire like the bands that play, you know, around Mardi Gras. Right. right. Yeah. But you don't have to have like a, a special thing where it's like, oh, we've got a big event coming. No, no there's you just, no If you occasion. got the money, you can just go out there and be like, I want a parade. I want a permit. And then there's services that'll come out and do that. Just follow you around as you're drinking. How could that be bad? I'd. I'd love that. I'd love to hear the music playing as I fall over and pass out. I think that'd be great. Colin Kaepernick has partnered with Scholastic to publish a young adult graphic novel called Change the Game. It'll center on his time in high school and choosing to play football instead of baseball. Available only in select states, I'm guessing. (laughs) For a limited time. Maybe. I don't know if the Florida public schools are going to place a big order, but whatever. You don't think so? I, I... I don't know. Hey, man. Uh, good good for him. He's writing a book. Let me ask you a question. When you were in school, because you went to, uh, how would you classify well, your school? Well, I mean, I technically went to Because I went to, to a, Catholic school. Yeah, I would say I went to a, like a Christian a school. A Christian it school. It was like, technically private, but it was not like, it was not necessarily elite, if that makes sense. It was a private school. Uh, all right. But well, you I, know what I mean. I'm just I'm, saying. I'm just saying, there's, there's religious messaging Oh, yeah. In your scholastic experience. We had that in ours. Now, when I went, when I was a kid, uh, they would wheel in the the TV and the VCR. Mm -hmm. And on select days, for our fun time, they would put on Davy and Goliath. 
Oh, yeah. yeah I, that I remember Davy and Goliath. Fun time for us. So did you watch that? Yeah. For people who don't know, Davy hey, and Goliath was, was like Gumby, but... If you if you thought if you yeah, but if you thought Gumby was like too secular and overtly non-religious, then this was your lane because everything ended kind of in a religious well, message. Right, there was the there was a lesson that that they were teaching. But didn't Gumby have lessons too? Did they? I think Gumby had. I don't I think have, Gumby was just out there like, "Hey guys, how's it going? Life is pointless." Eat at Arby's. Like, I don't think he was doing that. I think he was just, I think Gumby had some messaging too, but it was just not overtly, you know, sending people down the altar, that kind of thing. All right. I just wonder, do kids still watch Davy and Goliath? Maybe. This Maybe. has nothing to do with the Colin Kaepernick book, but it started no, me thinking no, about no, no, no. stuff we did in school. school and all that. Yeah. Davy and Goliath. Uh, maybe, I don't know if people watch that anymore. I wonder, do people know who Gumby is? Because Gumby seems like an old reference for you and I, for like our age group, because it was not I, like... I wasn't even really into Gumby. But that Gumby, I think, was the inspiration, if I'm not mistaken, for Davy and Goliath. It seems very similar. Teddy, did you watch Gumby when you were a teager? Because you're my, 50? My reference for Gumby is watching Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy as Gumby yeah, on Saturday yeah. Night Live. Where he's smoking a cigar? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I was much more... I w and then the other claymation that I know of that was very popular was uh, Mr. Bill. But that was not that was not for kids. No, that was big, SNL. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren. He also is just in claymation form now. Mm -hmm. That's right. He's not even a real person. Uh, day two of the Big Ten's joint group meetings. Kevin Warren was there. He was talking about the new media rights deal they're working on. He said, "I think from where we sit, it's important for the Big Ten to stay on the cutting edge from a media landscape standpoint." We have so many passionate alumni who live all across our country, who literally live all across the world. And what makes this interesting now, and that's why it's been important for us, we've met with every major player in the media landscape business. So, look, he said there's no timetable on this. He previously said there was a timetable and he'd like to get something done before Memorial Day or around Memorial Day. But it sounds like those deals will not be done. And that's why he says now there's no timetable. But he was specifically asked about, hey, do you think there's going to be some streaming-only games when the Big Ten signs its new media deal? And that's when he came out and started touting people live across the world and technology, and we're going to be on the cutting edge. So he didn't say yes, but I'm saying well, yes. We told you before any of this happened, and I, and I know nothing has technically happened yet, but it depends on who gets the rights to what. You know, if, if it goes to Fox again and ESPN and they largely have a similar setup to what they have now, you probably won't see as much of a push to do that. But if CBS becomes a player, if NBC becomes a player and they get the rights in a big way to the Big Ten, either the you know primary rights, secondary rights, whichever one it is. I'm telling you, CBS is in. You think CBS take, is take doing it? Take it to the bank. Well, yeah, that's right, because they're out on the Fox, SEC. Fox will continue to be the number one partner, and CBS will be number two. I don't know where NBC is, but I'm telling you, CBS is in this deal. Well, it, I'm t I believe that if CBS and NBC, either or, are a, a part of this, like right now, there's a soccer game on. The Europa League final is being played. European soccer, it's kind of a big deal. This game is on CBS Sports Network, but it's also available on Paramount+. Plus. I guarantee you there, and they've put Champions League games on Paramount Plus, like big time games only on Paramount Plus. I guarantee you, if CBS gets this deal, they will put 
Ohio State football game at some point, maybe not the first year. Absolutely. They will be moving a game once a year over to Paramount Plus and NBC likely to do the same thing because that that's part of the reason they're going to pay all this extra money is to get you to go buy the app that you previously haven't bought because it doesn't have enough shows you want to watch or enough sports you want to watch. Now it will if it has that on it. And if it has a couple other college football games that you want to watch, they'll make you buy it. Right, before we hit a break, Leanna's here. I want to talk to her about her vacation. How was uh, New Orleans? Stunning. That's all you're going to give me? Stunning? <laughs> That's it? It was awesome. It was wonderful. It was a welcome break from the cold, rainy, uh, dreary Midwest. It was lovely. There are little lizards that ran everywhere. And I have a custom-made voodoo doll with your face on it. Of course so. you do. Now, I, <laughs> yeah. I said this. There's two ways to enjoy New Orleans. There's the, I'm going out to nice dinners, and I'm hanging out with friends. And, you know, it's still a party, but you're responsible about it. And then there's, you know, doing all of that, but then getting lots of beads, and you're soaked in your own pee at the end of the night. Which New Orleans did you experience? Okay, I did neither of those. I did the weird get in the swamps, hang out with lizards. Oh, oh like a nature, like I didn't a even nature think thing. about that. Oh, so yeah. you, you get in there with the swamp people and go hang out? Do you wrestle like oh, gators and stuff? That's good. I went to a, a, a live, like an, an open air seafood market with crawdads and alligators. Did you meat. suck the heads off the crawdads? You know I did. I know that's you right. Did. That's you the, like now the that's head a, juice. We didn't think about the third way to experience New Orleans, which is just not going to like proper New Orleans or tourist New Orleans and going instead to just like the swamp around. That's a good idea. I didn't think of that. You, you uh, do you have a spittoon next to you right now? You just <laughs> got dip in your mouth. And you, that's what you I think. Picture. I'm that classy to well, have a spittoon. When I, when, <laughs> no, it's just when on I the picture floor. people in the swamps, I picture all of them chewing tobacco. You know what? The guy that sold me a dozen crabs. Mouthful of tobacco. Of course. Was there an airboat involved at any point in your vacation? Last question. I wish there was. Oh, see, that's what. I that's the only thing that would put it over that. the top for me. It's just you're on an that's, airboat. That's what's going to bring me back to NOLA. Also, <laughs> do you work with any men over there that do not have marbles in their mouth when they do the traffic? <laughs> We're working on well, it. Stop, all right, don't thank put you. her on the spot. All Come right, on. All right, Come on. She's, that's on. fine. That's fine. Thank you, Leanna. Uh, Tom Brady's about to get roasted. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some slowdowns on 270 eastbound at US 23 north side. It is blocking the right lane. Emergency crews are on scene causing stop and go delays. Please be very careful in the meantime. Traffic report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance. Protect All Insurance with offices throughout central Ohio. They're out of this world for best rates and service on auto and home. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's important moments. Call 1 833 Protect. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. 
If you haven't done so, go subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. Google, Spotify, Apple, doesn't matter. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You'll see our cartoon faces pop up and click subscribe. Special bonus content this week. Audio of Leanna wrestling a gator. Mm, Check it out. That's good. We were talking earlier about you going to Catholic school and watching Davy and Goliath. I, too, watched some Davy and Goliath in my religious school days. Bill tweeted us and said, I went to local Catholic schools and we had Veggie Tales. He says, I'm now a Catholic school teacher. And it seems like Veggie Tales has made a return with aggressive religious messages. I don't know of Veggie Tales. Teddy, have you ever heard of Veggie Tales? Are you aware of this? No, okay. never heard of it. I definitely know Veggie Tales. I I saw it when I was a kid, or when I was I don't know, probably in junior high. I think maybe is when those came out. But I was aware of them. There were kids that I remember liking it as like a isn't it goofy that I like this? I'm in junior high. It's not made for me, but ha ha, I like it anyway. It was a cucumber. Mm-hmm. This, this was like one of the early computer anim- computer animation things. It was. Larry the Cucumber and Bob the Tomato. And then they had like sing-alongs. Larry's silly sing-along was a thing they did. And there were little like, you know, biblical messages worked in there. Sometimes they had they would tell a Bible story. Sometimes it would just be like, hey, be nice to people. All right, let them I haven't I haven't watched Veggie Tales in a while, so I have no idea what's going on with it now. But I want to say those dudes who made that made out like they made a lot of money off of that. It was it was a it was a fairly popular thing. But now the messaging is more aggressive, according to this I don't know. I, I've not watched it. What Bill are they singing about? Like I, the cucumbers singing about Roe versus Wade? and <laughs> Cucumber Anon? I don't know. Like, I have no idea what's going on. Black. I don't know. <laughs> cucumber Anon. <laughs> I, I flew out. <laughs> I, it flew past me. I got it, though. I don't know. I'm just, whatever. Like, good for good for them. Like, they're the back. Tomato they're still goes like... to the January 6th riots, <laughs> and the cucumber tries to bail them out of jail. He's now known as Tomato Shaman. He's just doing that. He had a podcast. He live streamed the whole thing. It's good. Yeah, that's the go. lesson. The lesson is not not going no, to no, January sixth. No. It's don't live stream okay. yourself. I have no problem with like religious message. His terminology was aggressive. That's the part that concerns me. I don't know if we just mean like overly religious or if we mean aggressively religious. There's a difference. Uh, Netflix announced yesterday that uh, Tom Brady will be featured first in a series of upcoming specials called Greatest Roasts of All Time, Groat. Okay. Brady is the executive producer of the series with his roast set to tape in 2023. He said in the news release, to quote my good friend Marshawn Lynch, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Oh, is that really what he said? Uh, yes, that doesn't that's, set that's that doesn't says. that doesn't set a high bar for the, the comedy on this thing. Then, the news release concerned. also does not refer to him as Tom Brady; it refers to him as Giselle Bunchton's husband and a sixth round NFL draft pick. Okay, let me tell you something, man. See, Tom Brady seems like the type of guy who thinks he has a good sense of humor. Yeah, that yes, and he knows what funny is. Yes, but. If you are conducting and executive producing your own roast, that I can tell you right bad. now, this is not going to be good television. Now, you let me do it, and I call up Jeff Ross and some other really well, offensive comedians to have at you, then we can call it a roast. He may still call those guys, and the, and, I, and there's plenty of comedians that are really good at that, and, and I, I enjoy all those old Comedy Central roasts, but Comedy Central put them on, and if you go back and watch them... They often got people who were like, I don't want to, there weren't minor celebrities. They get Larry the cable guy. You know, they would get him where it's like, 
yeah, he's a big deal for being this goofy comedian. And then everybody was able to rip on all of that, right? There were a lot of there were a lot of people that were brought on that they roasted that either had some bad things in their past or they had just they were obnoxious like Justin Bieber had a roast, right? Where it's like there are a lot of people who just don't like Justin Bieber because he's Justin Bieber. You know, not not even that he wasn't successful, but I don't know if Tom Brady will be able to pull this off given that number one at the end of these things they have to go up and do the roast themselves where they go roast everybody else. And mm-hmm. I know, I know all those jokes will get written for him. He's not coming up with those. Well, jokes. At least that's, that's the previous format. Well, yeah, we maybe don't know they what won't this do is going to be. Oh God. Could you imagine though, if he does go up there and says, no, I, I got it. I I'm funny. I, I wrote my own stuff. And then he gets up there. And he's like, ha, look at this guy. Chris Tucker's here tonight. Looks like he's never had avocado ice cream. Huh? Yeah. And they're just like, I don't, is that funny, Tom? What does that mean? Chris Tucker showing up for this thing. That seems like the it seems no. like they throw a couple because they always throw a couple of comedians that can also be like hammered on. I feel like we were just talking about Chris Tucker. Oh yeah, we were, but I don't remember why. No, he he sort of did what we want to do. Made a lot of money. Made and a lot of money and went away yeah. and got fat. Good. Who, yeah, good is right. Who wants to be skinny when you've got all the money? That's that's no good. Enjoy your life at that point. Tom Brady, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Right, it feels like horrible Chris Tucker. But then everybody can have him to like get the jokes in about how Rush Hour was so many years ago and all that stuff. Right? I mean, people can make fun of him. There was one I was watching where Ludacris was on the dais, and Ludacris was not necessarily really that affiliated with the person that was being roasted, but it just gave everyone an opportunity to make fun of Ludacris and say how he's like all his raps are lame and he sucks and only like old people like him. That kind of stuff. It was funny. Here's how I'm going to take this seriously. Because Tom Brady, executive producer of some sort of epic roast show on Netflix, does not move the meter. But if he says, and our first, uh, what, what are we calling it? Roaster? Oh, like Roasty? a host? Roast? Well, he's he's the first roasty, right? No, he didn't say that. Oh, he's not getting roasted no, necessarily. He's, he's, no, he's going to. But, but it doesn't first. say that he's the first one. I see. Okay. He will. But if they say, hey, our our first one. Deshaun Watson. Now then, that then, could then be maybe a thing. I'll watch. Right. That, that could... <laughs> we did have his uh, testimony that leaked mm. yesterday, and we talked about it briefly. You know how the masseuse was crying, and he sent a text message after the massage apologizing, and then the attorney said, "Well, what did you apologize for if you said you did nothing?" And he said, "Well, she was just crying, so I apologized." And you and I talked about how you know I've, I, I have some back issues. I'm not Rothman. I'm not hanging upside down on an inversion table, but I probably should. I've had some deep tissue massages and some flaming thrombosis. Okay. Some, some, some thrombosis. I don't know. Yeah. That's my but favorite I'd, instrument in the marching band is the thrombosis. You know, I would say it. in my adult life, I've probably had 30. Oh, wow. So you've had a decent number of massages. You know, chiropractors and masseuses and working stuff out. I have never had in that time someone in tears. No? That's never happened. Huh. And so Deshaun Watson had this woman in tears, felt the need to apologize for her being in tears, but then said he doesn't know why he was apologizing. Yeah, that's also not a thing typically that you, someone ends up in tears and then you're like, oh, I don't know why they're crying. Well, and again, this is just testimony for one of the 22 plaintiffs. Oh yeah! Don't forget, guys. He didn't. He's not going to go to jail 
But there's still civil suits abounding right now that those will all still get tried individually unless he settles with all of these accusers. We'll find out. Well, maybe this type of news coming out. The Browns are on the phone saying, hey, we're paying $230 million. Settle with all these people now. Yeah, I would tend to think Because we so. don't want to see any more testimony. You sign up. You pay what you have to pay. We're certainly paying you enough money. You sign a non-disclosure with these people so we don't hear this stuff ever again. It's not great. Not a great look for the Browns at all to be given that I'm kind of money to a guy a who's got all look, this stuff. But you've made this business decision now. I know This is your guy. Yeah. I doubt this is a voidable contract. No, it does not sound like it. It sounds like it's all fully guaranteed, locked and loaded. Speaking of horrible contracts... The NHL should be totally embarrassed. And I'm going to tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You are going to find some delays on Roberts Road at Wilson Road. There's an accident involving injuries. Please be very careful as the road begins to clear. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute backup in the meantime. Starving Report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance. Columbus, Ohio, Protect All Insurance has landed. Protect All Insurance is your one-stop shop for auto, home, and bundling to save you money. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's important moments. Call 1-833-PROTECT. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. No college education and it shows. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. The Arizona Coyotes are a total embarrassment. I cannot believe that the NHL has this franchise on the books. Well, you know what? The the franchise can only be an embarrassment so long as the league allows it to that's be. Right. That's right. And that's why I am not taking the Coyotes to task here. I'm going to take the NHL to task. Because the Athletic had a piece reviewing the contract details of the Coyotes and their move to Arizona State's new hockey facility. Yes, that's where they'll be playing their games starting next year. For a temporary period of time, according to the Coyotes, in a 5,000-capacity hockey arena at Arizona State. The prices are ridiculous. The cheapest seat in there is going to be $90. You know, you can't... You you have no fan base right now. You can't sell tickets right now. And you're going to ask fans to pay $90 because you only have a $5,000 capacity. And again, that is the cheapest seat. I'm not saying every seat in the place is $90. No. That's the cheapest seat in the place, 90 bucks. But I saw this story about the contract and what the Coyotes can and can't do in the Arizona State facility. First of all, according to the document, if the Coyotes or their owner become the subject of adverse publicity, contempt, scandal, or ridicule for violating widely held principles of public morality, failing to conduct its business affairs with a high degree of integrity and honesty, and or failing to act as a good corporate citizen, hmm. Arizona State can kick them out anytime they want. Wow. 
That's how, that's pretty incredible. How does now look? Of course, you're expecting your teams to behave this way. You're not expecting any corporate scandal. But for example, if let's say the uh, Arizona Coyotes had a situation where the Commanders find themselves in right now, right? Yeah, where a former employee leaves, sues the team. Arizona State is well within their right to say, all right, lease is terminated, you're out, and you have no place to go. You have no place to play. I don't understand, number one, how it got to this point where the only best option for them was to move into, granted, a brand new facility, but a facility that only holds 5,000 people. I then don't understand. I don't understand how the NHL was okay with that. And then I don't understand how the NHL is okay with them signing this deal that pretty much says, oh, we know you have nowhere else to go. So we, Arizona State, are going to take full advantage of the situation and pretty much let everyone know who's in charge here. It's oh, not the NHL. Arizona State it holds is, all it is the this cards. college sports team that is running this for this professional organization. Here's what else is in the agreement. Any alcohol or beer advertisements must be approved by Arizona State. Uh-huh. Arizona State maintains the right to object to any advertisement that is not in good taste or is otherwise not in compliance with ASU's rules. Uh, so you can forget about gambling stuff. Well, I, I would think, right? I would think that's no, not going to be already, something they're going right, to let you do. That's already been said. That's outlawed. Can't Jeez. have it. Uh, Arizona State will receive the revenue from naming rights for the arena. <laughs> the Coyotes will not be permitted to sell any temporary advertising that is a competitor or in the same category as whomever ASU sells naming rights to. And I'll, I'll tell you this right now. You'd be surprised how limiting things like that can be. Absolutely. It, it can very much be difficult where they're, I mean, imagine if, I don't know what they're going to call this arena, right? But let's say they name it, I, I don't know, uh, Pepsi decides to sponsor it, right? Well, guess what? Pepsi is in the soft drink business, but they also own like bottled water. They own like seltzer. They own iced tea. They do all kinds of business in various drink and food models that are not something you can then go advertise. So if like the Coyote said, oh, well, cool, we got a sponsorship from, I don't know, some some iced tea brand. I don't, is Arizona iced tea? Is that is that know. owned by Pepsi? No I'm just idea. saying, if it's not, and you said, hey, we want to advertise that in the arena, they'd say, oh, well, too bad. That's a competitor to a Pepsi product, so you can't. Like, that's not great. That, that could be a problem for them. In-ice advertising will be a revenue source for Arizona State, and the Coyotes aren't allowed to modify the look of the ice surface, including the Arizona State logo oh, at center ice. That won't look, like, completely unprofessional. Yeah. They're this, not even letting them put their own logo on the ice. What looks what looks less professional in your mind? Like when I watch a KHL game, I don't watch a lot of KHL games for what it's worth, but when I see highlights from the KHL or Finland or one of these other pro hockey leagues, and they've got 9,000 jersey sponsors, and they've got logos all over the ice, and they've got corporate sponsors everywhere you look. I know the NHL has some of that too, but it's not like you see sometimes in Europe. Does that look more unprofessional or... Does it when you watch the game for an actual NHL team and they have a college team's logo there, which one is more unprofessional? I'm going to say it's the one with the college team's logo on it. Um, the ASU agreement also confirms that any capital improvements made by the Coyotes, which includes an annex for the NHL club's facilities, will remain property of Arizona State at the end of the deal. So they're saying, hey, Coyotes, uh, we know that you probably have different needs 
than our college hockey program. Yeah. So if you need to build any external facilities, that's cool. And when you leave, we own that. Right. You're going to build them at your expense, and we own it. They also said that Arizona or the uh, Coyotes are able to change the board advertisements for games at their expense. Oh, good. But then they have to rip them down and put the Arizona State stuff back up as soon as they're done. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to guess that's not going to be as cost effective as they want it to be. This whole thing is just going to be a total disaster. I can't believe the NHL looked at this and said, yep, rubber stamp, we're going to approve this move. Can't well, believe it. We make fun of, rightfully so, by the way, I don't defend this. Major League Soccer says one of their premier teams in the league is New York City FC. New York City FC plays in Yankee Stadium. And it's very clear when you watch those games. They're the defending MLS champs. Remember this year when they started their season off? They had like what looked like a Kinko's print-off a of a sign. flag. No, it wasn't even a flag. It was like cardboard. But it, was hold, it was held together with zip ties. Yeah, they zip tied it onto a railing near like, I don't know, sometime in the middle That was deck. their championship banner. And they said, ah, we raised the banner for our MLS Cup. Yay, that was a big deal. That is low rent. We make fun of that. But at least, and I can't believe I'm going to give a little bit of a caveat here, at least the team you're kind of like bending over to and not getting your way over is the 130-year-old baseball team that's one of the most famous sports brands in the world, right? It's pathetic that Major League Soccer does not have a soccer stadium for New York City FC, given they felt the need to put a second team in New York. But at least the stadium you're playing in, it's run by the Yankees. And if, if you're going to have to bow down to someone, the Yankees are, you understand why any soccer teams are going to get the the billing on that stadium over the Yankees. This is a college hockey place, man. 5,000 seat place. And they're saying, yeah, Yotes, great that you want to come here and play your games. Don't mess the place up. You're just a, you're just kind of, this is like an Airbnb for you. Mm-hmm. This is not a, you, you need to sign this lease agreement. And if we see anything, we can hold you to it and take damages. It, it, does, I think it's it, ridiculous. it looks completely low rent. And look, it would, it would still be ridiculous if the Coyotes had their next destination picked out and they were actively working it. just on wasn't it. built. Because then it's like, well, this is not an ideal situation. But at the end of this, you know where you're going. You've got this land secured. You've got this funding cons- secured. You're going to start building a new state-of-the-art place in Tempe. None of that has been decided. No. They have no idea what the next plan is. They don't know where their next home is going to be. If Arizona State kicks them out... Because, I don't know, whatever happens. We Whoa. found out that the owner of the Coyotes was making masseuses cry, like Deshaun Watson. They kick him out of the building. Where are they going to go? Well, remember, right across town, the Suns owner, Robert Sarver, earlier this year, I mean, it was, it was a, it's a story. It's just not been talked about as much. But Robert Sarver got accused of a lot of the things that we've seen now, you know, workplace culture, sexual harassment, stuff like yeah, that. Arizona State and, could kick them out if that were them. I'm just saying that happened in the same city as this team now. It's not like it's so common these days that that occurs, that it has happened in the same city as the Yotes are playing in. That is a possibility that that happens. It's not the fault of the players, not the fault of anybody else involved. But if something comes out about one of these owners for some reason, you're right. That alone could get you kicked out of there. And then what do you do? I mean, I, I would really, I can't imagine what the phone conversation has been like between the ownership of this Coyotes team and Gary Bettman, because didn't these guys, these were the ones that stepped up to buy this. They did. From the, the league, NHL. The league, 
Yeah, well, the league owned this team. Because they had to, because no one wanted it. Yeah. And then the league sold it to this ownership group, Mm -hmm. which also looks like it doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. I mean... At what point do you look at this and say, this is just not a viable situation for us. We're going to get out of this market. Yeah, I I think there's at least a reasonable discussion to be had that I'm sure there are dedicated fans there, and it, it sucks to have to say this, but... They, that team, at the very least, has been very poorly managed. It may be that that hockey market is waiting to explode and that it could be really great there if only they had better ownership. I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there, but I just... What what do you do here? Because it doesn't look like these guys want to sell the team, at least, or if they do, they're not finding any offers that come close to what they would want. Well, that's probably the bigger deal. Well, right. But I, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe they're not trying to sell. Maybe they just truly want to find the best place to have this team... Or it could be this, too. Maybe they, they know they're not long for Phoenix, and they want this to look as bad as possible as they can justify a move. That the could also be the thing. NBA is very happy. I'll tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident still causing slowdowns on Roberts Road at Wilson Road. This accident does involve injuries. Caution is advised. You'll also find an accident blocking the right lane at 270 eastbound after US 23 north side. Traffic is slow here as well. Starving the port is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples is your shipping solution for small business with packing and shipping supplies and services. Get 15% off UPS ground and 20% off UPS Express shipping services. Offer ends on the 28th. Visit staplesconnect.com slash services slash shipping for details. If you need to ship, ship at Staples. I'm the NRA with Van traffic the podcast is brought to you by our friends care heating and cooling i end every commercial the same way telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust it's not just a slogan it's the care creed with arms wide open the way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you the customer at the end of every interaction with care care heating and cooling call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust your undisputed leader in talking about nothing this is man and bone on campus, all the news and notes you need coming up at 448. I saw, uh, Mike, we've had a few listeners chiming in today on Twitter about where they're listening out of nowhere. So Fawn... The toilet? Well, <laughs> Fawn, loyal listeners Fawn and Derek, uh, apparently are traveling, and they say they are in Salt Lake City. Enjoy Utah. But she tweeted out a photo of the rental car that looks really nice. It's got a digital radio in it. It's oh, got a must be nice. little Bluetooth action. She said, absolutely love that we can listen to our favorite radio guys, even when we're in Salt Lake City. And then on the radio, it has Common Man and T, because I guess it cuts off the T-bone part. But anyway, she's listening to us from Salt Lake City. So thanks for that, Fawn. We appreciate it. Then I saw Nate Beckman said, I'm listening down in Delray Beach, Florida, all the time online. So thanks for that, Nate. We appreciate it. Then Steven said, you guys helped our drive from Connecticut to Ohio. The podcasts are life-saving. Keep up the great work. All right. Bone, we're a global brand. I don't know why this surprises you. I can't even go to the bathroom in South America without getting mobbed. That's exactly right. I think what the best thing we could do right now is to change our logo into a carabiner. Or what, is perhaps, a, what is a carabiner? Like those little hook things. Like the crew logo looks like was a carabiner. Like you use the little clips that they use. Clips? Clip? Like people clip their keys onto that. Oh, they're I didn't used know what, in, oh, okay. They're used in rock climbing, but I don't think most people buy carabiners for that anymore. I don't even know what the hell it is. Or a coat hook. We could change our logo into something. What I'm saying is, let's do what the crew did when they have great momentum and change the logo. All That's right. a good idea. That was good. 
Thanks. Thanks for that 60 seconds. You're welcome. The NBA continues to rake in big numbers across ESPN and ABC, highlighted by the $7.5 million average during the Celtics Game 7 semifinal victory against the Books. 7.5 million people average. I'm guessing it what was I, what I say? dollars. Did I say dollars? Yeah. Oh, no. 7.5 million, million, million people. Yeah. There you go. Uh, ESPN announced yesterday the game peaked at 9.6 million viewers at <laughs> 6 o'clock no. Eastern time. It's so funny. You know, we always bitch and moan. Some people do. I don't. Bitch and moan about, oh, this is a noon kick on Fox. We hate this. We hate it so much. We're going to watch and give it the best ratings of the college football season. Absolutely right. right. You look at that noon window. They're always doing fantastic ratings. Everybody always tells us about, we got to get the West Coast audience, so we got to start these games late, all this blah, blah, blah. They just told you the most watched portion of this game, 6 o'clock Eastern time. Three o'clock out west. Who the hell cares? Yeah, they don't care. I mean, it, they shouldn't care. No, you're looking at the numbers from a TV standpoint, and that's that's what matters to all of these networks, right? There's a lot of blowback right now for Fox. If you haven't seen this about the Alabama and Texas matchup, yeah, hell with them. Well, okay. Here's the only thing I understand is that in Texas in September at noon, it might be a bit hot, but. That is the reality that you do play in Texas last I checked and it's not illegal to like if the state has a law that says it's illegal to play games at noon because it's too hot or 11 a.m. technically there right that it's too hot. Okay, but people are complaining because I don't think they're complaining that this is a noon game in Texas because if they were playing some nobody school, it wouldn't matter. Right. If Texas was playing like an, an easy win, a 60 point victory. In September, you would have no problem with this because fans would say, yeah, we'll be there for the first half. When does uh, Texas have those games? Fair enough. Ten years ago? Yeah, I guess so. They had a time machine as well. Either way, I'm saying if that was the type of game it was, people would not be as outraged about this. It's the fact that it's Alabama against Texas. Fox has that broadcast. They've decided to put that as a big noon kickoff. I don't know what Texas fans think you're getting into. You're going to play in the SEC. It's going to be hot anytime you play, pretty much. And there will be games. Yes, there will be night games where it's 82 and sweltering. You won't be in the direct sunlight. But th- you've signed up and said, we want to be in the primetime slots. Fox has said, noon is a primetime place for us. So they're putting your game there. They're taking that money from Fox, though, aren't they? Oh, absolutely right. They like that revenue from Fox. That's the thing, man. When Gene comes out and talks about who's your dome and all this other crap and it's about player safety, it's not. It is not about any of that. It is about making as much money as you possibly can. Texas said, we want the Fox deal. Yep. And now they're in the Big 12, so it's the Fox deal. When they go to uh, the SEC, they will be beholden to ESPN because that's where all that's going to be. And if ESPN says, hey, we did some research. We, it turns out our best window is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Guess what? Yeah. You're taking that money. You're going to play at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I've seen, so there was an article that points out that Texas, a lot of their home games have been in September. A lot of them have been in the evening because they've played a few noon games. They played a game, that game in Maryland. It's 11 o'clock there, 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, sorry, yeah, midday, right, 11 o'clock there, noon Eastern time. But they played Maryland in 2017, which you might remember they lost that game to Maryland. We thought that year Maryland might actually be something for a hot second. But anyway, in that game, it was pointed out that the field temperatures were over 100 degrees. 
and I'm not I'm not sure if Texas people are aware of this, but up here in Columbus, when you play a September game at noon, field temperatures have gotten up to 100 I've, and I've often seen do it, get up to 90 or 100 degrees as I, well. I have been in there when it's been that hot. I think every Buckeye fan, if you've gone to games, if you've gone to enough games, you've been to a few September games where you're saying, I can't stay and past half time. This is burning up hot. And it's probably more humid here. Oh, for sure. Than it is down there. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand people are going to be mad about this because it's Bama, Texas. And they want to have all day to, to get prepared for it. Yeah, all right. That's not Fox's concern. It's not. These TV networks do not care about that. These, these Texas fans are out of their mind. How about you worry a little bit more about how you're going to get your ass beat? Oh, yeah. In I, every single big game that you play against an SEC opponent. How about that? If that, if that Bama game is not a three-touchdown-plus spread, I'll be shocked. In favor of Bama, of course, right? Yes, I mean, of there's no way that I, I envision Bama losing this game. But it's it's just more complaining from these fans in Texas that think they've got everything. Like football, they still think the world of football revolves around them. And I mean, it might in recruiting, but it definitely does not when yeah. it comes to your college it football It revolves teams. around them with other coaches coming in and taking your best talent. Yeah, but that's... I don't think that's, I'm sorry, I, I as much as I am, I am all for player safety, I'm all for all those things. It is going to be hot at that game, no doubt about it. If you want to fix that, then stop taking the money from Fox and say, look, we are not going to play, we refuse to play games at 11 a.m. in September, so if you want the rights to these games, then you have to agree to take it other ways. And if they say no, guess what? Give the checks back and play it later. You can do that. Nothing stops Texas and Alabama from just saying, ah, this doesn't have to be on TV. We'll just meet up and play. All of our fans who are coming out can watch it. They're never going to do that because they know what that would mean financially for both of them. So anyway, good news for NBA ratings. Through 25 games in two rounds, the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC are averaging 4.6 million viewers. That is 25% up from last year. On all NBA television platforms... The 3.7 million viewers is a 14% increase from last year's shortened season. So there you go. Good ratings for N- for the NBA. Yeah. I'm not watching it, but other people are. I'm not, I'm, you know what, though? I think some people were wondering what would happen with the ratings with the NBA. LeBron's not in in this, right? Yeah. And for a long time, that's been the gauge is like, uh-oh, LeBron's not in this. He's not in the playoffs, right? They didn't even make the playoffs. What's that mean for the NBA? Should be a good sign, right? That you're the, the guy who has carried your league for the bulk of the last 20 years as far as television ratings, uh, importance in the media, everything. That guy is not involved in these playoffs and they're doing pretty well. That means a lot of your other stars that you have like Giannis and Steph Curry and John Morant who's coming up and all these the, Luka Doncic. Like there's lots of talent that people still will tune in and watch because this league has improved in that regard significantly. The studio shows are doing better business too. Uh, ESPN announced in uh, earlier this month that NBA Today, the studio show, is up 33% compared to last year. Mm. So more people are watching that. The league is currently negotiating a new media deal. Their current media contracts with ESPN and Turner expire in 2025, so three years from now. Word on the street is that the NBA is seeking a new media deal worth $75 billion. Seventy. Wow. I cannot wrap my head around it. That's seventy-five it's, billion dollars. <laughs> that's almost two twitters, that is, Elon Musk. That's, <laughs> <laughs> but how many bots are watching NBA right, TV? Right. Yeah. 
I just I don't I don't even comprehend that number, but I don't doubt that they're going to get some something big. Seventy five billion. Seventy five billion. Hey man, if you miss on seventy five billion, it's like oh they didn't get it. They only got fifty two billion. Okay, that's still going to be better than anyone's ever done. I would say college sports could get even weirder. Details next. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. And an earlier accident has cleared from Roberts Road at Wilson Road. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Starving Report is sponsored by Audible. This spring, let Audible bring a smile with comedy, sci-fi, thrillers, or whatever you love listening to. From audiobooks to exclusive originals to podcasts, find it all on Audible. Sign up and start free at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. On campus, all the news and notes you need coming up at 448. Mike, I've got a submission for you. I know you get frustrated when the the meteorologists say 0% chance or 100% chance of something. There's no such thing. Right. There's no such thing as 0% chance or 100%. Okay. E- even, even in situations where, let's say, a team is mathematically eliminated from making the playoffs. Well, who, I mean, maybe uh, the entire league dies in a plane crash. Then well, What? <laughs> They wouldn't have the playoffs. They just well, they just whatever surviving team is there wins the, <laughs> wins the championship. Okay, so right? you're saying there's there's not it's there's not always until... a chance of okay. something. All right, maybe fine. it's the tiniest chance ever, but there's always a chance. Well, that's a that's a good thing to keep in mind when let's say you're designing a new car. Uh, there there have been rumors since back in 2014 that Apple is working on developing a vehicle of some kind. They've made phones. They've made lots of other products have been wildly successful why not make a car and of course we are heading into an era where not only are electric cars seemingly going to take over the market a lot of those electric cars look like they will eventually become self-driving or there will be more autonomous vehicles on the road so apple is working on making not only an electric car but a self-driving vehicle okay uh, they want this to have no input on behalf of the passengers that is like the stated goal of this build now they've they've not built anything yet this is not coming out but one of the things they've pointed out is that now there are reports saying that apple may be producing a car with zero windows because they say we don't want the car to have any way that a driver could have any input in it so why waste time with the windows well that's let's put let's put a video screen in it'll all be self-driving this would be for when self-driving cars a lot of rules would have to be changed to allow this I don't know why we want to do that as a society. Why wouldn't we at least just say, hey, man, you're not going to drive this car, but in case something goes wrong, you could like look out your window and see, uh-oh, 
there's a semi truck up there and it stopped and I'm not stopping. Maybe you could try to like, I don't know, hit the brakes or something. You would want that if you had a windshield, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and I know for me, and look, when is this going to be applicable, this technology? Who the hell knows? But I get motion sickness if I can't see where I'm going. Oh, yeah. I'll be puking all over the place. I wonder how many people don't know that, like, like may not realize they have that. Then they get in one of these things and go, whoa, I can't, I can't do this. I can't sit here and look at a movie all day. You know, I think we get this idea of what the future is going to be. But the reality is the future is probably going to be a lot like it is now. Just with little tweaks. Yeah. Yeah, probably right. You know, we're never we're never truly going to relinquish all control to the machines. At least we shouldn't. If you've seen that documentary called The Terminator series. Right. I think well, I think there's a good reason why we all say, hey, um, like like there's there's good things in moderation, right? Where are you, you taking me, car? You have no windows, you can't see where I'm taking yeah, you. I'm trust take, me. Taking you to your job, and it's like it's taking me a lot longer to get to work today than it usually does, and then all of a sudden you show up and it's like you're just building the computers now. Two thousand cars just flew off cliffs today. Yeah. Killed everybody inside. Also, all two thousand of those cars had never received a car wash prior to today, so the cars just took it back. We're like, Oh, you don't want to give me a bath? Well then I drive you off a cliff. Have a nice day. I'm just saying, technology's good. Of course Re- it is. Relinquishing all control, not good. Well, that's I like. I'm sure there will be someone who, at some point, along these same lines, will say, "You know, there's so many apps nowadays where you can contact people via your mobile device, where you don't actually need the functionality of calling someone, right? So, we're just going to make our all of our cell phones without any actual phone technology. They're all just. I mean, they're going to have the technology to communicate." With all the other stuff you do, we're just not going to put that pesky little phone in there. I don't know. Maybe like maybe just give us like still that option down the road. Just keep that in because we may just someday want to call someone again. Let it be there. That's all I'm saying. Right, college sports could get even weirder. If you remember, this whole name, image, and likeness stuff started, right, good or bad, with the state of California, right? State of California put yep. a law on the books stating, on this date, this is going to happen. And at the time, the NCAA talked very tough. They said, well, kiss all your big events goodbye, state of California. Yeah. We're not going to have any more bowl games there. You're not going to be able to enjoy in our riches if you're going to enact this stupid law. And then guess what happened? Every other state jumped on it, too. Mm -hmm. And the NCAA was left holding the bag, and that's why we are where we are today. The California State Assembly is back at it. They're in the process of debating and refining SB 1401, which would require, require the state's colleges and universities to share a portion of their revenue with football and basketball players. This would result in direct payments. Mm-hmm. Per the LA Times, SB 1401 has centered on football and men's and women's basketball because those are the only three sports where scholarships don't account for 50% or more of the revenue generated by that sport. And so the California legislator is zeroing in on that with the stated goal of boosting graduation rates and building wealth among the athlete populations that are major that are a majority black. All right. So that that is an interesting rule. I, I have long since thought that a lot of the headaches that the NCAA has created for itself stem around the idea of keeping the student athlete relationship there. Because if you're just employees, 
there's a lot of this stuff that goes away, right? You, you, you suddenly don't have the concerns of, well, what do we do if, you know, a recruit is getting X, Y, or Z inducement? Well, you can say, hey, man, this is the salary. It's across the board. This is what everybody makes. This is how it goes. Yeah, you might be able to still get endorsements and things like that. But a lot of players would say, oh, cool, I can go make a decent living playing at the school I want to. It, it, it would actually, I think, open up the parity that Nick Saban says he wants. But just like you said, Mike, with California, keep this in mind, because we brought this up back at the time when they did name, image, and likeness. California, a lot of the rules that they come up with, whether you like them or not, whether you think they're good or not, go ask the car industry how it goes when you say, yeah, oh, we're going to build a car that doesn't work in California for emissions, yeah. but it works everywhere else. No, no. <laughs> Every car manufacturer that comes to the U.S. makes cars that work under California's emission laws, even though those are stricter than most of the other states, because they want to sell in California. It they they absolutely can change an industry and they already have. So here's how this would work. Let's say that USC gener USC football generates fifty million dollars a year and the cost of football scholarships is ten million dollars. You're left with forty million dollars. Right. Now under today's standards, they can take that forty million dollars and spend it how they see fit on projects around the university, building new facilities, stuff like that. But if this passes this SB 1401, as it's currently written, half of that money, so half of the 40, would go into a general fund for men's foot. I don't want to keep saying men's football. Uh, football. Football, men's basketball, and women's basketball. So that would amount to each player in those sports making about $200,000 a year. I, I know. Some people are going to have a problem with that. I don't. I don't care how much the guy makes that I'm watching on TV. And quite honestly, I think most people, if they're honest, they don't care either. Like, the NFL has never been more popular, right? No, you care how it affects your team's performance in terms of well, salary sure, cap number yes, and all yes, of that. Yes. That's why you care. Yeah, I mean, I care if a guy is getting paid and not getting the job done. Like, in a pro level where a guy gets a ridiculous contract and doesn't live up to it. But if we're talking about every player is getting this fee because... The program generates revenue, and if you're in the, on the team, you get a minimum salary. I don't think most people care about that, and if you if you disagree, go watch the NFL. The NFL has never been more popular. The numbers in the NFL have never been higher as amount of money that is getting paid to these players. So it's not like if players hit a certain threshold of payment, people are saying, I won't watch anymore. These guys are all too rich. I don't like it. No, you, you might say that, but I think people will still watch college football. I know college football is different than the pros, but I also don't think there's a reason why college athletes can't participate in the ridiculous finances that college football and college sports generate. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident still causing slowdowns on 270 eastbound after US 23 north side. It is blocking the right lane. Traffic is slow from Route 315 in this area. Please keep an eye out for the emergency crews on scene and plan on slowdowns as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, 
I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Come for the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Troy Aikman is uh, talking more about leaving Fox, going to ESPN for Monday Night Football. He said the most difficult thing about leaving Fox was knowing he'd have to call Aaron Andrews and Mm. tell her that he was leaving. He said, the toughest call I had to make was to Aaron Andrews and tell her I was leaving. She's like a sister to both of us. Aaron Andrews previously said that when she got that call, she was in tears. She was so upset. Sure. I. You know what? People may laugh at that or say that's overdramatic, but I could tell you right now, if tomorrow you told me, like you and Ted walked in and were like, hey, we got some bad news, Bone. Uh, we both accepted jobs somewhere else, and we're leaving. But uh, you're 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 going to be here. There's going to be new people you're going to work with. You still get to do this job, but it's different people. I mean, after I stopped doing backflips, I would probably shed a tear. I was going to say, what are you talking? I'd about? I'd probably have like a moment where it's I'd the be bone like, show. That was ten years of us almost working together and all that stuff, and it's all gone for like a half second. I'd have just one little solitary for a tear, half, half second. Yeah, and then I'd be like, all right, well, it's time to play all that. Now, if we left Ted. Ted has no emotion. No, Ted would be like, thank God. You wouldn't You wouldn't care. I've never seen Ted emotional about anything. No. No, I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's like more time That's to read that. Leanna would throw a party. Oh, yeah. She'd be so excited. Although, it, I guess it would depend on who would be replacing you, because then I may, like, really hate those people. That's true. Right, let's say, just for the sake of argument, that it is uh, Bobby... Bobby Carpenter comes in yep. to do the show. Yeah. And uh, who else? Let's say it's... Uh, I'm trying to think of people who work here. Let's say it's Bobby and Bo Bishop. All right. They come in and, and do the show, and you're going to produce the for them. B&B show. Yeah. B&B, yeah. right? Yeah. Bed and breakfast right yeah. there. There you go. Yeah. Excited about that? I am. All right, good. Look <laughs> at so Ted's like, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm thrilled. There you go. Perfect. Perfect, Ted. All right, well, good news. This is See how we tell you. See you later. <laughs> On campus. Common Man and T-Bones. On campus. The latest college sports news and notes. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Feeling the heat? Call the experts at Logan Services now for hot deals on train air conditioners. Bone. Just want to point out in the uh, world of college recruiting, we were just talking about this law potentially coming on the books in California. It's a long way away, but if it happens, college recruits could get paid by the schools directly and i know some people say that will ruin college football how dare they do that maybe it will i don't know let me point to you what's going on currently right now in college football georgia four-star cornerback commit marcus washington jr will skip his senior season of high school to join georgia this year you might say t-bone why are you reading that in an alarmist tone that has happened before that has happened at ohio state multiple times and that would be my my retort to you is, yes, right? Like, I think if you said this 20 years ago that it would be commonplace for juniors entering their senior year of high school to say, who needs that last year of high school? Let's go to college just to play football. We would all say, wow, that's I don't know if that's Look, great. If we can't 
we can't just compare things to how they were, you know, yesteryear. That's not the right term. Yesteryear. You, you know what I mean. I do. We got guys like Johnny Manziel and Baker Mayfield who openly told you that for like the last two years they were on campus, they never set foot in a classroom. They oh, took sure. everything online. Well, so right. if we're going to talk about the sanctity of the college experience and education, it's been a slippery slope for a long time, people. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that this is necessarily bad. What I what I am saying is we have seen so much change in college sports that it is now I saw this story today and thought, oh, yeah, so another guy doing that. A guy who was headed into his senior year was just in in the summer, basically, like, yeah, I don't really need to do Somehow my senior year. Somehow they magically year. find the credits to graduate, too. Well, this this is a thing I didn't even realize, man. A lot I now have a lot of friends who have kids who are of high school age. I had a friend tell me a few years ago, he was like, yeah, my daughter, uh, midway through her junior year, has all the credits necessary to graduate. She took a bunch of extra stuff early on, and so now she's just doing like extra fun things for her like last half of her junior and all of her senior year. She's a high achiever, but I just I wasn't even aware that was a thing because you and I both obviously and Ted too when I, we went I to high school. When it was I was like, in high school, it was a thing. No, they I mean, didn't allow you to do that much stuff. We had we had some kids that did post secondary where you could like go off to the college like a community school for like I don't know one or two days a week and take some classes in the morning. That was anyway. This is now a commonplace thing. I'm just pointing out. He is one of many. But Marcus Washington Jr., the corner who's going to join Georgia, already joins a pretty crowded room there. There are a ton of big-time recruits there. Obviously, Georgia loses a lot on defense this year, but they have a lot coming in. So he was the number 69 overall player in the 2023 class, number 8 corner in that class. Uh, So he is also the son of former Bulldogs linebacker Marcus Washington, who played for Mark Richt from 2005 to 2009, and God, we're old is what I'm going to say to that as well. So there you go. He committed when he was a sophomore as well. So let him live. Uh, let's see. I meant to skip to this story, not to the other one I just clicked on. LSU quarterback that has the edge in fall camp or in uh, going into fall camp after the next you know few weeks when we get into that. Uh, no one knows right now. Miles Brennan is the guy leader in the clubhouse technically because he's the veteran who's been there. Arizona State transfer Jaden Daniels is also on campus, and they have a redshirt freshman named Garrett Nussmeyer. Uh, Brian Kelly was talking about this, and I don't think he's wrong with this comment, but I thought it was just interesting to note. He said, we needed to put a new offense in. That offense really needed to take precedence over fitting it towards any one particular quarterback. So he sounds like he's not committed to anyone as of right now, even though Miles Brennan has the experience at that school. does not mean he has it in this offense. So Something to keep an eye on for LSU. What will happen in year one? Who will be that quarterback who makes it out? That'll be fun to watch for me. Pac-12 is revamping their football college championship game format. They are going to be allowing now, instead of the team that wins the North, play the team that wins the South. They are allowing for that. If those two schools have the highest winning percentage in the conference, they get to meet in the the Pac-12 championship game. If not, it will go to the teams who do. So you might have two teams from the North who are just the two best teams. They have the highest winning percentage. They will go now to the Pac-12 every, championship. Every conference game. will wind up doing something like this. I tend to think so. Now that they've they've sort of modified what you need to have a championship game, it used to be you need a certain amount of teams in two divisions, then you can play a championship game. Right. Now they've essentially said, yeah, whatever, take your two best teams, who cares? 
Well, and, and really, who does care? I think that's a good instinct. We want to see the best game. I don't need to necessarily see the two best geographically located teams play each other. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some slow traffic on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build. And 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Traffic is slow there as well. About a five-minute delay. Traffic report is sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Oh, hello! talking to my annoying friend Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Yeah, I'm sitting here watching QVC. Christy Brinkley is selling me Prosecco. She is. And I'm reading That's an article sentence. on Live Science, could be Live Science, I don't know, mm-hmm. .com. I was totally unaware of this, but I'm fascinated. Many animal species die after they reproduce. But in octopus mothers, this decline is particularly alarming. In most species, as an octopus mother's eggs get close to hatching, she stops eating. She then leaves her protective huddle over her brood and becomes bent on self-destruction. She might beat herself against a rock, tear at her own skin, or even eat pieces of her own arms. Okay. I did not know this was what was going on with octopus. I did not know either. Apparently, once you lay your eggs, the octopus mother says, I am useless now. I'm going to kill myself. Whoa. I didn't know this was the thing. No, I didn't. I didn't know that either. Is well, the, the, the whole story is they've identified some chemical thing that's going on that explains why the animal's doing this, but not necessarily why the animal's doing this, why they feel the need to do it. Wait, wait. So they're saying this is not like, oh, yeah, like uh, I know that there's some species where when they reproduce, the, the female then eats the male, and that's just like... That, like I don't know if it's right that praying mantises do that, but I feel like that's one that does that. Where that once, sounds about right. Once the male has served his duties in that regard, the female's like, "That's great, lunchtime," and then bye bye. Like that's that's just how those species but get I'm, down. I'm sure there's a there's a reason for that though. There's maybe is the there reason a, is well, if they don't kill the male, the male will eat the the offspring. Well, whatever. whatever. I'm, I'm just saying, but that like they're not. Are they saying this is like, oh, yeah, we've known octopus to do this yeah. over the years. Yeah. We just never understood the behavior. We don't know why well, they, they do Well, they still it. don't really understand the behavior, but they understand the chemical imbalance that's creating the behavior. Oh, okay. Are they saying that's something like we did? We introduced some chemicals or it's just in no, their no, body? No, no, no. Oh, okay. They it just are, starts up. I see. genetically programmed to do this. Crazy. Animals are weird, man. Breaking news? By the way, we're animals, so we're weird, too. 
Just point that out. Like that's if you meet a human, you're like, you that human's weird. Like, it's like, the, yeah, we are. You that's think there's right. a Joe Rogan of octopus, Absolutely. octopi, Absolutely. down there? It's like, hey, man, it's not natural not to not bang your head up against a rock. <laughs> Go do it. <laughs> all right, I guess I will. Eat your arm and run into a brick. It's like, all right, I guess that's what you got to do today. Rundown, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones, the Rundown. The Rundown. Ohio State handing out some cash today, Bone. New contracts, O-Rama. That's right. Ryan Day is now going to be making $9.5 million per year with this new contract. That uh, increase is $2.9 million from his previous deal. This contract now runs through 2028, so... Pretty good stuff if you can get it right, and it's up four million dollars from when he initially jumped in, in or from his contract in twenty twenty one. So four million dollars per year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The per year number that he has increased since twenty twenty one is four million dollars. Let him live. So that's a pretty big contract there. The whole man also got an extension through the twenty seven twenty eight season. Uh, he will now be making up from three million a year. He will be making three point five million a year. With a $1 million base salary, the other compensation is all the extra compensation stuff. Uh, and then you've also got Kevin McGuff getting a new contract now, which makes sense. He has gotten this team to places last year that I don't think a lot of people thought they would go. Uh, he gets a $675,000 annual salary, overall annual compensation of $1.05 million. New contract begins July 1st of this year. Uh, the men's lacrosse coach... Men's hockey coach. They also got new contracts today. So right, lots of new contracts coming out. Yeah, we were talking about this. And uh, look, I used to get upset when a coach would get a new extension 12 months after signing his original contract when I felt he did nothing to earn it. And then you just sort of realize this is the way it is. You, there needs to be strength, at least the illusion of strength, when you're going out there and recruiting. There's also a... You know, you don't. If Ryan Day's sitting down saying, I'm going to put you in the league, guys want to know he's a top five coach in the NFL sure. in terms of salary. They, they That is a position of power. Well, and Ohio State knows that. Ryan Day knows that. Given that you are already planning on, you know, trying to be one of the top programs in the country, that, that involves facilities, that involves having the best assistant coaches, and of course, it involves having the best head coach you can find. And they believe they've got the best that they can get in Ryan Day. And I think that's not a wrong instinct. No, but when you're a program like Ohio State, you're essentially working on a one-year contract every single season. Regardless of how much money's on the current deal, unless there's some ridiculous buyout, which more often than not, there's not. I mean, we don't see a ton of those Jimbo Fisher type of contracts. But if Chris Holtman goes out and wins 10 games this year, this contract should be no basis on whether they fire him or not. Right, but that has to do as much with Ohio State having standards and Ohio State having the means to ditch a contract if they need to, as much as it has to do with anything else. Ohio State is one of the few programs in the country where you should be able to sign your coaches to new contracts. And then if in the fall, I'm not saying that you in the next year, you're just like looking for a reason to fire a guy. You don't want to be like Texas. But the idea being that we know Chris Holtman, at least with the basketball program, he's done a lot of good things. There are questions about how much this team is getting to that next level. He is going to point out, rightfully so, a lot of his you know fans also would point out that he's developed some talent. Has two guys going in probably the NBA draft this year. 
That's that's pretty good, right? Right. And maybe you should get to the second weekend of the tournament. But I think that's also sorry, a fair, I'm a hater. No, that's a fair thing to bring up. You can bring up both points, can't you? And say, well, with Chris Holtman, there have been some really good parts to what he's done, but there's also been some question marks about is he the guy to take you to that regularly getting to an elite eight level, sweet 16, maybe a final four every few years. Is he that level of coach? And we don't know that answer yet. But yeah, if in the next couple of years, it proves that Chris Holman is not that guy. And not his contract doesn't keep him here. Yeah, he's not. It's not something Ohio State should be afraid of and say, well, we, we have to pay him out through 27, 28. Yeah, you might, but you don't necessarily have to let him be the head coach if he does not earn that or warrant that. Right. U.S. men's national team, U.S. women's national team, soccer, will be paid equally. They have officially reached this decision. Uh, Both sides have agreed to this. Everything is equal down the middle. Television revenue, advertising revenue, everything. I never understood why this is a hot-button issue. You know, I've I've heard people say, well, more people watch the men's game. They should should get more money. Uh, How many dollars did the men's team bring in last World Cup? Yeah, when they're Zero. sitting at home. They're sitting at home. Every right. single advertising dollar that went into the World Cup was because the women were out there doing their thing as they do. I don't understand why that is such an argument for some people. I'm not. Look, I understand the WNBA may not have as many viewers as the NBA, and thus the contracts in the WNBA versus the NBA may be different. That might be something that changes long term, but it's not changing right now. U.S. soccer is different. Right, the 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 rights are sold for U.S. soccer. All those things are sold. But if you think for a second that the women's national team is somehow inferior to the men's national team, I mean, I don't I don't know what you're looking at. The women's national team has performed better throughout their existence than the men's national team has. Yet the men have been paid more to do less, or not to do as well. I guess if you want to put it that way, right? Well, they have done less in terms of results, right? And it should. I mean, sports are results. Driven business. Yeah. So all I'm saying is it makes sense for the U.S. soccer program to say, we want the best women's team and the best men's team we can get. So we're going to pay them both the most money we can. And we're going to pay them equally because we want them both to be equally good. So I think that's aspirational. I think that's fantastic. They've done it. Good. I'm glad to see that. And I, and I hope other countries around the world take notice and do the same thing. I'm sure they will. I, I'm I'm proud that the United States is leading the way on this. And uh, I'm excited to watch both the men and women in the World Cup. That would be good if we could get that happening again, and hopefully we will. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren was talking about the upcoming media deals. Something's going to happen soon. Something's going to be announced soon. I assume that all the formalities are sort of worked out, and now they're just getting the language together and gearing up for a big press release to tout how all this money is somehow going to help the regular student at these schools, but it will be a lot of money. Fox, of course, will be the number one partner. And then what happens? I think ESPN is going to be out. I think CBS is going to be in. CBS is using losing everything from the SEC. They're not just going to sit out college football and call it a day, especially not when they want to build up Paramount+. Plus. And that's what I'm getting at here. Kevin Warren did not rule out... Uh, streaming-only options for games. And I, this is not a surprise, but, you know, it's it's noteworthy because we haven't really seen any of this in the Big Ten. Notre Dame saw it last year. They put a Notre Dame game, I think it was against Toledo, 
Yeah, uh, it was Peacock. not like a marquee matchup necessarily. No, but you know, we we'll see. Like I just saw a press release from Major League Baseball saying, "Hey, our streaming games are up nine percent over last year so far." Okay. Well, cool. We haven't seen any numbers of how many people are streaming, but they're telling us nine percent. That Notre Dame Toledo game, there was no press release after that one. <laughs> they they weren't <laughs> right. even making up numbers to tell you how wonderful that is. But you know what? Doesn't matter. These companies want it. They're going to get it. They're going to pay for it. We have no idea how many people are watching Major League Baseball on Friday night on Apple TV. But it's worth something to Apple TV. They are paying $100 million for the right to broadcast those games. I, yeah, And I'm telling you, you're going to see streaming-only options for Big Ten football. It's going to happen. Never forget that these TV networks, while yes, they have news arms, and they have entertainment divisions, and they have sports divisions. They have all these different you know entities that flow into like CBS, right? They have their news segment, all that stuff. Their number one job at CBS is to get you to watch CBS or NBC or ABC, whatever channel it is, right? That's their only goal. So when it comes to the streaming stuff, same type of thing. It's just now they want you to get onto the platform that allows you to watch more of their streaming stuff because they believe that's where the future is. So if it takes a big fish or a big lure, I guess, to get you to bite and get hooked into Paramount+, Plus, they're going to throw some big bait out there. They are definitely going to put that out there and try to get you to finally say all right i guess i'll bite the bullet and i'll pay this money and then suddenly you're watching top gun you're watching other things you're going holy crap i didn't know i liked this app so much i'm glad i bought it that's what they want ideally to do and it may be that the way to do that is to get a ohio state game on there for a lot of people big 10 we saw a big 10 network when that happened we saw with nfl network when that happened they started putting just kind of nothing games on those networks and then they put a couple big boy games on there, and suddenly everyone jumped over. Because you have to. You have to. We've, we've seen this so many times. When they started putting games on cable, You know, we would take calls from people, and they would say, I don't have cable. What do I do? Well, you got to get cable or go to a bar where they have the game. I don't want to go to a bar. Well, then Tough Nuggies, you're not going to watch the game. When they started putting... Remember when ESPNU became a channel? Mm-hmm. Yep. They put a game on ESPNU. How am I going to find that? How am I going to get that? My cable thing doesn't have it. Big Ten Network, it was the same problem. Friday night football for the Big Ten. I can't believe they're putting football on Friday night that's going to interfere with my high school. They don't care. They know you will find them, or at least enough of you will find them. Yeah, and they, they also are hoping that the amount of times people go and say, I wish I had that channel, eventually we'll get them to go, fine. Because in the, in the past, it was you had to call your cable company and complain. And the cable company had to make a big right, decision right, to right. add it. Sometimes you couldn't do anything about it. All you have to do now is hit like a couple buttons and put your credit card in, and suddenly now you have the game. That will be a lower barrier to entry, and people will do it. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. I saw something from Gary Bettman today, where Gary Bettman was talking about how, you know, direct-to-consumer is going to be the way of the future. Mm-hmm. And these RSNs will probably cease to exist in their current form. Yeah, I don't doubt that. I'm sure that's the next level where they're headed. Tiger says he's improving physically. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good evening. Watch out for an accident still causing some delays on 270 eastbound after US 23 north side. It is blocking the right lane. Emergency crews are on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Plan on some heavy backups coming from Route 315 and caution is advised. Traffic report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance. Protect All Insurance with offices throughout Central Ohio. They're out of this world for best rates and service on auto and home. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's important moments. Visit protectallinsurance.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Tonight on The Fan, Buckeye Show is at 6 o'clock, two big hours, Timmy Hall and... Devere Posey tonight. All right. My guy. That's nice to see. And then we have the 11 Warriors Radio Hour at 8. And I want to say we have NBA something at 9 o'clock tonight. uh, Should be Western Conference Finals Game 1. Eastern Conference got underway last night. And uh, the Heat took care of the Celtics with no Marcus Smart last night. So, telling you, Miami is one of these teams, man. They got a bunch of guys. They have Jimmy Butler. Like, they got some talented players. They also just have a bunch of guys who will bust your ass. Like they are, they are not afraid of anybody out there. And Celtics are tough too. This is going to be a good series, but not having Marcus Smart yesterday, you could see the difference for the Celtics. He's one of the, he is the defensive player of the year, but he is an awesome defender. And without him, Miami had a little bit more success. We talked about this briefly yesterday. Former Bears running back Tariq Cohen, who was trying to show everybody how healthy he was by live streaming a workout yesterday. Went yeah. down in pain during the live stream, and it turns out he did rupture his Achilles. Gosh. That's, right there that's, on the live stream. That's so bad, He's man. trying to come back from an ACL. He'd been out for a while, didn't play at all last year, and hey, I'm healthy. Look at me. And then ruptures his Achilles. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's comically sad, almost. I mean, I, that's the thing, though, is, yeah, if it wasn't that, like, he just, from out, from all accounts, I mean, I don't follow him as much obviously as you would have being a Bears fan but from all accounts he was like a pretty decent guy obviously we know he was a good player when healthy and then he had a ton of injury issues and that made people say ah we just the Bears said we can't have this guy on the team we just don't trust that he's going to hold up he's trying to get some kind of look as a free agent and in an effort to do that he's doing everything he can to show see I'm healthy I'm fit don't worry I can play for you I, I can't imagine. It feels bad regardless, right? But the fact that then also is being broadcast to the world on social media while it happens, that that just sucks. PGA Championship starts up tomorrow. Of course, Tiger is playing, and he says he feels better than when he played at the Masters. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting thing for the 15-time major champion. He said, I feel like I can win this PGA Championship. Uh, he said, I just have to go out there and do it. I have to do my work. Starts on Thursday. I'll be ready. He was also asked about, you know, the differences between, you know, going out and playing at Augusta versus playing at this slightly flatter course that you're going to see in Southern Hills. 
He said, I feel like I'm doing better. I'm having more days that are better and more positive, able to practice a little bit longer. So I'm able to do activities and things that I was hoping to do. I'm finally able to do them. Uh, Rory McIlroy played with him and said that he is stubborn. He's determined. He's not surprised that Tiger Wood looks as good as he does. Woods then said about Augusta, quote, that's the steepest golf course you're going to play. That was the first one I climbed. It's going to get flatter and better. I got more and more tired in the Masters and more fatigued. I didn't have the endurance that I wanted. I mean, I shouldn't expect it because I didn't earn it. I didn't go out there and I hadn't done the work, but we were able to put in a little more work and it's going to get better as time goes on. Now, Teddy, for the Masters, I came in here. I wanted to watch the Masters. It was not on. You yelled at me. You said the Masters is never on until three o'clock. What are you complaining about? When I come in tomorrow, am I going to be able to watch this on TV? I believe you can. I, right. I don't know 100%, but I'm pretty sure. I know they have more coverage. I just don't know if, if it starts at 9 in the morning or if it starts at noon, but uh, there'll be more coverage right, than I want to watch it. And, I, and people always yell at me, like, you watch it on your computer, man. I don't want to watch it on my computer. I'm sitting at my computer doing other things. I'm getting ready for the show. There's a lot of research that I have to do to sound this stupid. That's right. That's I don't want to do. have something up on my computer. I want to watch it on TV like an old fart. Well, we also work at a place, not everybody has this luxury, where there are 9,000 TVs all over the building. And on any given day, maybe four of them work. Yes. But if then you go to turn it on, and we have every channel known to man, and you say, where's the golf? Because we want to actually tune in. Oh, it doesn't come on yet, because this country club says, nope, we don't like it. Well, that, that sucks. They should be getting more people like me to tune into their product. This was like back in the day, many years ago, we had Gary Bettman on the show. Oh, when we still talk to people. Long time yeah, ago. that was a long ass time ago. I think it was me and Rimmer. Wow. Okay. Man, you should have heard him. Oh, I bet. Given Gary Bettman Mr. a radio hickey. Oh, I love you. Smoochy, smoochy. You're wonderful. Anyway, I asked him, like, hey, how, how do you get the younger generation that maybe doesn't know anything about the NHL right now? How do you get them interested in the product? Because I think at this time, I think they just signed the Versus deal or something like that. Oh, it was that? Okay, it man, was something that, that like long that. ago, all right. And it was not a, you know, there was a lot of question marks about will they be a, attracting a new audience or are they just taking a little cash grab here and it's going to affect the product. And his whole thing was how you can attract new fans by going on NHL.com and reading articles about the sport. And I remember thinking at the time that was the dumbest answer I ever heard. Because right. if, if your whole thing is to get people who don't normally watch hockey to go to NHL.com and then want to watch hockey, that's stupid. What you have to do is put as much product in front of their face that they can't possibly ignore it. And I know that Augusta has their own little rules and they don't care. But the PGA should be putting as much product on TV for dummies like me to be invested. You shouldn't make me go log on and get... See, I sound like I'm a million years old. I gotta log on! <laughs> I got to put a password in yeah. and I got to watch stuff. But you know what? To to your point, uh, how did it go for hockey when they went on versus as opposed to being on just like easily accessible, right? When it was a little harder to find. Well, there the, as many they'll games. tell you it went well because they made more money. Oh, sure. It, but it in the end, did they? No, it didn't. Viewership went down. They They can't deny that. And ultimately with golf, like you said, you are trying to get people who are casually interested in it to tune in might i add right now of all the times to be in this spot you've got another tournament or another i don't know tour whatever you want to call this live golf thing that mickelson's trying to get going that they are trying like crazy to compete with you 
you have a huge head start on them and should not be worried about them overtaking you. But you know how you can just make sure you pad the stats and make sure you blow them out of the water? You can do that by making sure your product for the next two years is as accessible as it's ever been. You should have every star who is available being available everywhere they can be. You should have extra things that let people walk out and lick the 18th green if they want to. I don't care. Whatever it is you got to do to get people involved. Like you should say, come on out to the course. We're welcoming. We're PGA golf. Lick be the here. Grass. You know what I'm saying? Like, let them be as hands-on and as a part of things as they can be. So then when Live Golf comes around, it's like, yeah, uh, so if you think about golf, you might be able to envision what happens at this thing because it's not on TV. Like, you, that's great. That's great for the PGA. But don't lean into what, like, Augusta does. That's the Masters. They're different. They're unique. Nowhere else can get away with that. So don't try to be that. Bone, hold your breath. I have some XFL news for you. Oh, Coming up next, oh Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for right now. You are going to find some delays on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. And I-70 downtown split westbound between Mount Street and the 71-315 West Split. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. All right, we have some uh, confirmation on the golf. So the golf coverage starts tomorrow at 1 o'clock on ESPN, right? On the TV. Yes. But they're going to be streaming on ESPN Plus starting at 8 a.m. Yeah, full course there coverage at 8 a.m. Unlike what they did the Masters where you can only see select holes and groupings. Got it. And and tomorrow is the debut of Joe Buck. Right, I on forgot. On ESPN. I was telling Ted because he said that during the break and I thought, oh, so it's on Fox. And then I had to go, wait, no, nope. That was the whole off-season story we had with Joe Buck. Making the move, Android Aikman over to ESPN. My brain's going to take a few months to get all those synapses, you know, rewired to go to the right network. When you say Joe Buck, I will eventually associate him with ESPN, but it's still a work in progress. We have spring football this year in the USFL. Teddy is watching it because he's crazy. I don't know how you have time to watch everything because you watch USFL, you watch every live sport that's on there, you watch every show ever. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like, amazing. Ted walking through the halls around here is like, <laughs> oh, man, I was watching the Reds last night. Matty Andrews, what'd you think about that? And then he'll see Matt Hayes and be like, oh, Reds game. Hey, how about that AEW, man? How about that? And then he sees Chops. He's like, I heard your movie review. I watched that movie three times. It's fantastic. Like, it's just, you watch everything. I try. We were All talking the about the Yellowstone show today. Yes. You and I have never seen it before. But, of course, Teddy watches it because he watches everything. You yes. watch that and the prequel? 
I have yeah. I'm next on my list. Yeah, is the uh, current. There's 1883 that has Sam Elliott in it. Oh, I have not watched that one yet. But then they're coming out with another prequel, 1932, I think it's called, and that's the one we talked about with Harrison Ford in it. Yeah, he's (laughs) going back. He's going to be on TV. What do you sleep one hour a night to watch all this stuff? No, I, I think just, that's what it is. I don't have children, so <laughs> <laughs> that's basically how that works. I think Ted is on the treadmill seven hours a day watching TV, and then he gets off the treadmill and continues watching TV. I think he's he's got like a little setup that he has strapped to his neck that keeps the TV in front of him at all times as he's doing chores around the house. Yeah, I think I think you're just watching TV all the time. Yeah, just finished watching Ozark. That was oh, on that there, Netflix. There you go. That's the one you got. Yeah. It just wrapped up. Jason Bateman. Yeah. So finished watching uh, Picard Season 2 on Paramount Plus and just started Halo, which is based on the video game. Um, Two episodes into that. looks pretty good. Did you ever play Halo, Mike? I don't know. I I I love that game. It's fantastic. We've talked video games a lot, but I haven't asked you if you played Halo because I, Ted, I'm with you. I used to play that all the time and I've fallen off of it since. But yeah, back in the day, that was the game. Definitely. I was, uh, I played like, you know, Nintendo stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Super Mario and stuff like that. But then as I got older, all I played were sports games. Oh, okay. Baseball, Madden, stuff like that. I was not interested in the shooter games. Were you interested in, like, but no, like, never, I'm guessing, I don't know why I'm asking this, like, no Final Fantasy, no Legend no, of no, Zelda, no, no, no. nothing like that. That None was not that. your, okay. Fantasy's not my bag. You know that. Street Fighter? Yeah, I played Street oh, okay. Fighter. So you got into some of the fighting games. Though. Yeah, Street Fighter. I remember I used to go to the Walmart by the house because they had the Street Fighter arcade. Yeah, and so I rode my bike there one time. I was probably nine or ten. Rode mm. my bike with my friend John, and uh, we went and played some Street Fighter. And then I came outside, and someone had put a very interesting balloon on my bike handle, and mm. I didn't know what it was. You mean not an? In, was it an inflated balloon? Um, well, it was unlike any balloon I'd ever seen before. And then I touched it, and it was sticky. Yeah. And then yeah. my friend John had to explain to me what a condom was. I got it. And yeah. that someone had put yeah. it on my bike and hmm. that scarred me forever. I bet it did. That's a that'd be a core memory I think well, you probably take with you. I had to, I had to you. take it off. Did you grab like a stick or a twig? Yeah, I mean I I got what I could, but you know, they have little rubber band ring on it. It was wrapped oh, on there was, pretty good. It wasn't so it wasn't just like laid on no, top no, of no, it. It no, was it was put on there yes, anatomically correct yes, is what you're saying. That's correct. I did not realize that's what you meant and, by that. Uh, okay. I didn't understand it at the time, ah. but I'm quite sure at this point in my life I can say that it was used. Good 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 times growing up, man. The good old days. The good, that's right. the good old days. The good old days. Someone stuck a condom on your bike handle. No, actually, those are not good Let old me tell days. You man. We didn't have social media back then. Somebody's still putting a condom on my damn bike. Now, I, I thought of this because as you were saying that, I thought, because there's a, there's a response that fired in my head of, yeah, like my kids now, if they want to play a new video game like Street Fighter or the equivalent now, right? Like Roblox or something like that. They have tablets. My oldest has a phone. She can just get the game and start playing it within seconds. Yeah. You had to go get your bike, go or maybe find a buddy, but then you had to ride somewhere, yeah, we had to go bring to quarters. And so some people might say, yeah, you had to work for it. So yeah, you enjoyed it more back then. But I also am going to guess you probably did not have like travel soccer that you did. No. And like 18 music lessons a week and swim class or what? Like 
I'm saying I think we've like got the kids doing a lot of things now. So maybe it, it works out okay that they don't have to take as much time to go play a video game. Yeah, maybe I, I think we actually have them too, doing too many things. Agreed. I, I, yeah. I was talking yeah. the other day that, uh, you know, creativity comes from boredom. And it's okay to let your kid just sort of lay on their bed and look up at the ceiling and maybe have some music on in the background and let their brain work. But they're so stimulated all the time and there's so many activities. It's all right. It's all right to be bored. It's okay. Yeah. Until the problem is, though, when you have the kid who's like, I'm bored and I'm not going to leave you alone until you unboard me. Well, right. <laughs> and then you're like, why? Well, that's when you get the cattle prod out, they, Bone. The, you say, no, get out of here. That's, what, that, that's why the tablet people were smart because they were like, you just give them this tablet, it'll work fine. And then you give them a the tablet and then you're like, all right, now they're not bored, but now I'm not sure how I'm doing on the parenting thing. So you got you to gotta balance that. All right. So anyway, USFL spring football this oh, yeah, year. Right. Next year, the XFL is coming. Uh, so I just saw this. The XFL will have all its regular season games and playoffs air on ESPN and other networks owned by the Walt Disney Company as part of a multi-year agreement. It was announced yesterday. Beginning in February 2023 and continuing through the spring, 40 regular season XFL games, two playoff semis, and a title game will appear on ESPN, ABC, and FX. It was revealed at Disney's Upfront event. Okay. The deal also includes content rights for Disney's digital, social, and streaming outlets like ESPN+. Plus. Right. So, I just want to remind people, because you know this is happening. They've invested some money in this. They're going to put this on TV. I feel like sometimes we get sucked into the idea that, well, it's on. It's on. It's a big deal. They're all talking about it. I, I got to check it out. No, no. You know, you don't. Well, you know who is. Well, Panama Ted is yeah. going to check it out. You know, of Teddy's going to watch he's it. He's going to see it. But I'm Absolutely. saying, Absolutely. But you don't, but Ted, I'm just saying, you don't have to buy into that. What you can do is say, no, I value my time too much to watch this inferior crap. Teddy if does you don't not want value to. his time. You don't have to watch it. You can watch more Yellowstone. That, that's true. I may be watching yeah. other sequels and prequels at that time. So maybe I won't have enough time to watch the XFL. Harrison Ford's going to be in the uh, Yellowstone prequel, right? That's right. He will be. And uh, was it Helen Mirren mm-hmm. alongside him? Harrison so. Ford going to wear his earring? I hope so. That, I, I don't know. That's a period piece. And, that's yeah. and talk like the most boring person ever. Yes, he will do that. Yeah, yeah but you know, Harrison Ford here. that's it. Harrison Ford, when he's like acting, uh, people mistake that for like, oh man, he plays this calm, cool and collected guy. It's like, no, that's just because that's the most emotion he can give because he does not. You're right. He does not emote outside of being on screen. I wonder, are we, uh, like, how many more times are we going to see Harrison Ford doing this type of thing? Well, he's got to be close to 80. I would have right? thought he was out of TV at this point, out of movies, TV, everything. I would think he wouldn't want to do this anymore. Is he still with Allie McBeal? Are they still together? Oh, I have no... Is that... Yeah, I didn't even think of that, but you're right. Yeah, together, yeah they're still together. For, yes. she, she didn't leave Over him after 20 he, years. Like, accidentally landed on those runways all those times where he wasn't supposed to and wrecked his plane? No? She didn't leave him for that? Crazy. Well, do, you leave, do you leave someone for being a bad pilot? Yes. Like, I mean, maybe if he was getting a lap dance, and that's why he crashed the plane. You know what? But in the divorce decree, get, is it bad pilot? Let's get the little black box out and find out what was happening up there. If they made the whole plane out of little black box, maybe he'd be a better actor. That's what I'm saying. I got an emergency. I got a... <laughs> Can you what imagine you him calling radio control? There's a I got woman sitting on my lap right now. I don't know what to do with her. I'm just like, I'm gonna fly. Are you in distress, sir? You seem very monotone. No, I'm actually I'm feeling... I'm burst into flames right now. Please send somebody. <laughs> okay. Is, uh, is it bad if you've got grass stains on your wheels from your plane? Please copy back. 
Like, I mean, that's what you want. You want a calm pilot, right? But you may be like, I'm currently, uh, what altitude are you on? He's like, uh, branch level, <laughs> tree level. Is that, okay? is that I'm bad? I'm in a tree. I see a nest. This is, is all bad? funny because he's alive. All right? right. If, yes. We're not making any JFK Jr. jokes today. No, of, course right. not. of course not. Well, he's alive too. Source, <laughs> hashtag sources. <laughs> Come I on, forgot, Mike. Follow the I news. Follow the breadcrumbs, you idiot. <laughs> Jeez. You know he's here. You know he's going to make his arrival any day uh, now. He'll be back. Davian Goliath introduced <laughs> JFK Jr. How you doing there, JFK John John? I'm here to take over the world. Here I am. Veggie Tales has got JFK Jr. voicing one of the characters now. Uh, I read that on the internet. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads. You are going to find some delays on 670 Westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. You'll also find some backups on I-71 Northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed, and the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show, coming up at the top of the hour, the fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys, Bone Man. Happy Wednesday. Good to be back. Timmy was uh, was like a little baby mm. when you distract him with like a rattle or keys in front of their face. You just could not focus today. Everything was distracting what you. Are we talk- oh, we're talking, about- talking about the pong. Playing ping pong. Yeah, okay. somebody would walk, somebody would walk into your line of sight. You would get all frustrated, and that was the end of that. I, just, I like a nice, quiet pong. Well, so do I, but you know what, Timmy? We're in an office. This is not a pong parlor. <laughs> <laughs> People are walking back and forth trying to do their job. The pong parlor. Actually, you know what? Let's open that up. Little pong, pong parlor. parlor. Pong parlor? Yeah. I'd be the first member. And with maybe popcorn shrimp. I feel like the pong parlor should have a very like old timey vibe with a little bit of tin on the ceiling. You know, those little The music plays out of a Victrola. It's that. Yes, yes. Well, I don't know. Maybe you got some leather, some mahogany. The gentleman Mm. behind the bar mixing your drinks has a curly Uh mustache. They play a lot of Pong back when you guys envisioned this? No, but I just think calling it the parlor envisions that. And then it's like just everything Pong is modern. Give me a sarsaparilla bar. Right, yeah. But then it's like you're playing ping pong. <laughs> you know that would hit on a lot of different groups. And Ambrose everybody Burnside. Like, we got to go ping there. Pong player. No, that, that that sounds nice. You know, right. I, I actually saw a pong parlor room at Muirfield Village yesterday. They had a dedicated ping pong room. Ooh. And who do you think was in there playing? Anthony Rothman. Of course he was. For the round. Yeah. How See, was- that's interesting because he doesn't play here, but he plays there. I have seen him play a little bit, but he's 
he can't play mid show. He, he posted He's not that guy. He posted something over the weekend where he said, "What a sight to behold!" And it was someone yeah, who had an I outdoor saw that too. ping pong table yeah. wherever he was. And so apparently he was very excited about Must the outdoor nice. ping pong table. Yeah. It looked like a nice table, didn't it? it? Did. That didn't sure I mean did, there yeah. are, and there are also degrees of outdoor ping pong tables. You can get a cheap one or a very very good one. That looked like one of the higher end ones. Rothman yeah. only hangs out with high class individuals. That's right. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's a many leather bound books well, kind of guy. How was your How was your round yesterday? How'd you do at Muirfield? How'd that go? It, it's just an it's an incredible day. Like what what can you say? It, it is it is the best perk aside from you guys letting me on your show. Oh, stop! It is the it. best perk that I've ever had in the biz to be able to get a chance to play that golf course. Two weeks out from this incredible tournament. What about it's, that time I sent the prostitute to your room? <laughs> that wasn't uh, a perk? I mean, it, I was taken aback at first. I think it was weird that you it sent... It was a male prostitute. When you sent Dave Holmes to my room, I was a little shocked. I, I was like, wait, this is it? You said oh, you okay. wanted a ginger. <laughs> well, I got you one. <laughs> you sent it to his room, apparently at his parents' house, which was also kind of weird because he had to travel to get back there and then meet the prostitute. So, yeah. No. I had a bunch of pars, Bone. Had a bunch Good of pars. Yeah. The score wasn't great, but I, I had many, many great holes where I just got to fantasize about being a PGA Tour player. What that's, was, that's what it, you're looking for. What was your best hole that you say, like where you say every, of all the, of yeah, all the ones yeah. you played yesterday, what is the hole that you said Again, I did the best on? Dave Holmes mm-hmm. is the answer. <laughs> Dave, he's my guy. Yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna to talk some golf when he comes in at 633 too, but the uh, 16th, the par 3, nice little signature. It's not the signature hole par 3, 12th over the water, but it is a par 3 over water. And I just I smacked an eight iron to twelve feet. Didn't make the birdie, but played it right over the water. Skipped it right by the hole. Stopped it. It was a good shot. And my drive on nine. I love nine because it comes back down the hill up towards the clubhouse with the clock tower. Just bombed the drive and had a flip wedge there you flip, go. flip from the middle of the fairway and just walking the whole middle of the fairway all the way to my shot with the wedge. And then right right when you hit one onto the green and the caddy just hands you the putter. That's the it's the best feeling. He just undoes the the club cover on the putter and just hands it to you. You're like, ah, that's nice. Nice walk up to the green to mark your ball. Wow. Did you tip the caddy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. Tip a wood guy? You can tip a wood guy. Yeah, I tip a caddy. All right. I was going to say, must be nice to be able to afford golf clubs, but uh, geez. I've kept tipping uh, caddies, doing everything nice, man. Man. Titleist golf clubs. Carry my bags. Hey, Beamer did that for many years. <laughs> Beamer was out you there. You really love this golf carrying stuff. Carrying my bags. <laughs> Beamer right, was carrying bags all the time What's out coming there? up on he the Buckeye did. Show? Coming up tonight, we have a new co-host, Devere Posey, mm-hmm. wide receiver. My guy. So we're going to talk to Devere. We'll catch up with him and where he's CFL been. CFL legend, yes, Devere yes, Posey. Big CFL guy. I think he'll regale us with many stories from taking trains from city to city in Canada, playing some football. He's done some radio up there, too, in Montreal, so we'll have some fun with him. I'll get his take on these receivers at Ohio State and how this 2022 room is going to look. Dave, we'll stop by at 633, and I think I'm going to have our Ohio State golf coach on at 733. They just qualified for the NCAA championships today. Buckeyes show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan, back page. The back page. The back page.
Lounge with Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, Netflix has not been having the hottest 2022. They reported a net loss of 200,000 streaming customers in the first quarter of this year. They said they expect to drop 2 million more subscribers this quarter. They also just announced yesterday a layoff of about 150 staffers, mostly in the U.S. Uh, That represents 2% of their U.S. workforce. They also laid off some 70 part-time jobs in the animation studio and also cut freelance roles in social media and publishing. So not saying that means Netflix is just going away, but it is definitely uh, not great right now for Netflix. So, uh, yeah, kind of a weird thing over there. Flix? Good to see. Netflix is run by Techno. Buckeye Show's coming up next. People first. 11 Warriors Radio Hour at 8, NBA at 9, and then after the game tonight, Timmy? A little thing called, you'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Some delays to watch out for right now. You'll find that Morse Road west of North Hamilton Road. There's an accident involving injuries in that area. Please be very careful as the road gets cleaned up. About a 20 to 50 minute slowdown is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills. Like, my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson. Uh, Maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave, like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. 
Thanks. You, you would. You would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn but you're you, saying i i think you're people saying would get the wrong impression you would accuse me of it even though you know me and know i would never do right. something like that i that's, know i know i've known you the, for years that's bad but i would just yell well, racist at you and run away well, i'm glad i don't shave my head all the way down then is it okay where it is now because well, i just fine want, now okay good i yeah, just want to make sure like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy good. right I now don't, <laughs> i don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all right A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something.